baritone singing, but it doesn't matter. You're here, and that's what uh, that's what matters. So I really appreciate that. You are listening to Screenspeak. It is the podcast that is all about movies, life, and a hell of a lot more. I'm Jordan Anderson. This is my podcast, and I just want to thank you, as I do in each and every episode, for taking the time to be here. If you haven't done so, yes, 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 I have to do the plugs. I'm so sorry, but it needs to happen. Please follow, hit the follow button. You are listening to this presumably on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, or wherever you decide to get your podcast. Please, please hit that follow button. It helps the growth of the show. You can also download episodes as well. I'm actually not always sure why people do that, but I think it helps. So please go ahead and do that. And if you want to follow the podcast on Instagram, there is an Instagram for it. It is simply at, titled at Screenspeak Podcast. So you pull up Instagram, you search for it, you're like, oh, that's Screenspeak. That's that guy that talks about movies and whatnot. I'll follow his stuff. And and then that's all you have to do. So it's very straightforward. Um, so yeah, that's all I got for the plugs. So please do one or all of those things and you're going to be in my good graces. And uh, I don't know, I'll, I'll just think of you weirdly and just be like i'm so glad that that person i don't know decided to follow this so okay uh that got a little awkward didn't it all right we're gonna progress um with me with me in the studio i can't i feel so funny saying studio because really this is a home office it's not it's certainly not a studio but i have another guest it is kimberly harford or do you want me to call you kim for this you can call me kim uh my nickname's also kimmy so if you feel inclined to do so how often do people call you Kimmy? Um, not really often anymore. More so when I was a little younger, but I still have friends that do. So hmm. you know, whatever you. Whatever I'm gonna. You feel I, like I think I'm gonna stick with Kim because that's what I refer that's... to you mostly. Kimberly sounds like you're in trouble. Yeah, like it's like it Kimberly really... Hartford. What did you do? Yeah, like really official. So. What is your middle name, by the way? May. May? M-A-E. Because that's what you're supposed to do when you're fully in trouble is like, Kimberly May Hartford, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. 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 Did that yeah, ever so, happen to you? Um, Not very often. I was pretty good. I was a pretty good kid. I can see Most that. Most of the time. You don't seem like much of like a Hellraiser type of child. I not, mean, you're not a child anymore. Not too much. Not, yeah, I'm just barely not a child anymore. Barely but, not a child anymore. Yeah. Is that, it's, a, it's a mental thing. I mean, I act... Yeah, I don't. I definitely don't act my age. So it's mind over matter, I suppose. But actually, on that on that subject, I always actually find it interesting uh, when you think about age and and sort of you know, I, I, there's a lot of people I know that are older that don't feel their age, right? Yeah. Um, but what I think the the separator is, or like kind of like what distinguishes it, is like I think it's okay to feel young at heart and like do that sort of thing, but then. It's, it's a difference if you're like, let's say like you're 70 and you're like, I'm going to go down to Hazard's Bar tonight with all the 20 year olds and listen yeah. to Garth Brooks or, or whoever yeah. plays down there. And it would, George Strait, it would George be, Strait. we had this discussion earlier. We did. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, this doesn't relate to the movie that we're going <laughs> to talk about, but um, for my sake and the audience's sake, who is George Strait and why is he so great? Um, George Strait is amazing. He's my favorite country singer. Um, he's been around since the 80s, so I'm sure. sure you probably have heard and you'll probably recognize a lot more songs. And what, I, are, what are some of his songs? Um, Fireman, um, The Cowboy Rides Away. Okay. I mean, I could list, like, I have pretty much all his songs, so I can... You have in-depth knowledge of Mr. Strait. I do. Okay. And he's 
he's really actually old enough to be my dad, but he's, mm. you know, I still have a kind of a crush on him. So is it well? He's probably like one of those handsome country guys. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, I mean, like he's still, I, you, he doesn't really age. I mean, a little older, but you know. You had Googled him for me, and I saw him, and I, I think I said, I quote, I'm like, that's a man. Yeah. Like, I'm like, he's got, he's rugged, he's oh, got the yeah. nice chiseled jawline, got a nice head of hair. Yeah. Looks like he can fix things. Yeah. That's a man. Yeah, he's a cowboy. I mean, he really, he rodeos, he, yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. I actually, it would, it would be great to talk to somebody that's actually done that, because I, I seen that on television but i actually imagine there's probably a lot of i don't want to say technical skill that goes into that but i'm sure there's a lot you have to know about how to like ride it properly mm-hmm. and like safety and all those different things yes. it's, it's actually really interesting yeah yep hmm. interesting have you ever done that i have not rodeoed i've i wanted to when i was younger i, ha- I had horses hmm. my grandparents had horses so i grew up around horses but yeah i've never Never done the rodeo thing, but oh, I've been to many, many rodeos. Well, where did you grow up? Um, in, I in Iowa. Okay. So I'm yeah, just in small town. Small town. Yeah. Did they have so? But you said that you wished you had done the rodeo. So I helped with rodeos. Like I helped, um, during high school. I was in FFA and 4-H, and so. What is FFA? I'm, is that like a farmer? So Future Alliance? Farmers of America. Yep. Okay. And then 4-H. And so, yeah, we would go and help out. We had a high school rodeo. They had it at our fairgrounds. And, yeah, we'd go up there and help out with that and get Hmm. calves in the chute to rope and that kind of fun stuff. We need to find a movie that has farming stuff in it or or things. George Strait's in a movie. Which movie? Pure Country. When did this come out? Tell me. Uh, In the 90s. Pure Country. So, yeah, basically he was a – he's kind of – Kind of playing it himself a little bit. He's, his okay. name is Dusty in the movie. Dusty. And he is a country singer, and he's burned out with all the lights and crazy. Because if you've ever seen George Strait in concert, he's a stand there and sing his music. He's not, like, okay. flying through the air and all that, which is awesome because it's nice to just He's very focused watch on him. the music. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Hmm. And so, yeah, he plays a country singer but he's burnt out with all the stage show and the crazy so he kind of runs away from his life for a little while and yeah hmm. just kind of progresses from there so yeah so that's the recommendation I recommend that yeah. pure country available yeah. on i don't know is it available on amazon can people find uh, it on these probably streaming? yeah you know, something probably. like that you can bootleg it too let's just be real yeah you i mean it, it yeah online. you can find it anywhere yeah fantabulous yeah. Uh, that's not a word but we're gonna we're gonna keep going so it is the Thanksgiving time of year, the time of giving, the time of being grateful for what you have. And I sound kind of jokey in that tone, but um, I expect this episode is going to go in a lot of different directions because the movie that we're talking about also does. It is funny. It's heartfelt. It's bittersweet. It's kind of heartbreaking in some ways, but it's also real. It's relatable. Um, yeah. There's a lot of different things that I'd say about it, but that is the fantastic movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with... Steve Martin and the late great John Candy. Um, I'm going to look up the synopsis here because I normally have it in front of me, but I did not think to, for whatever reason, pull it up here. So, Kim, can you fill the dead air while I'm doing this? Ooh, that's a big... I am a newbie to a podcast, so... Have you ever been on one? No, this is my first one, and thank you for having me because this is... I'm so excited Yeah, about I, to just sit here and talk about one of my favorite movies, so... I just love... 
I love good conversation, and I love movies, and I well, I used to do YouTube. I think I told you that, yes. right? I used to do YouTube. Some of the, not some, but the, the videos are still out there. So if somebody wants to find them, they can. I'm not going to tell you how, but they're, they're there. <laughs> I did them for a long time, but I just really found that podcasting is more my speed. I don't have to do as much like editing and things like that. And I actually like the challenge that it presents for growing of growing your conversation skills. And then, I, you know, just... Just having good conversation. It's just something that doesn't really happen as much any as in these days. I sound like a I, an old person there. I but. totally agree. I I like talking to people and not like in front of a computer screen or I mean I like talking like in front of a computer screen like what we're doing right now. Yeah. I but will we're say, still yeah. face to face. Like we're still talking, yes. still there's still a we're still in the same room. There's, and a, not, there's like, a connection. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I feel it. I understand it. Okay, so I'm going to read the synopsis here, and then we are going to dive in to uh, all, all the good stuff that there is to talk to about uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. So I'm reading this from Google. Easily excitable Neil, uh, Neil Page, played by Steve Martin, is somewhat of a control freak. That's a bit of an understatement. <laughs> Trying to get home to Chicago to spend Thanksgiving with his wife and, and his kids. Uh, but his flight his flight gets rerouted to a distant city in Kansas because of a freak snowstorm, and that's when his sanity begins to fray. I like that. I like that fray word. That's that's, yeah. that's what you don't hear every day. Uh, but worse yet, he's forced to bunk with the talkative Del Griffith, which is played by the late great John Candy, whom he finds extremely annoying. But together they must overcome the insanity, uh, the insanity of holiday travel so that they can reach their intended destination, which again is Chicago, Illinois. Um, I, wanna, I wanna talk about one thing that just popped up in that synopsis because I didn't have it in my notes on here, but I like that they did mention the insanity of the holidays. Because, mm-hmm. you know, travel can be hectic, I think, any given point of the year, but there is definitely something about if you've traveled in like the busy season of the holidays people are less patient they're they're rushing they're they're kind of uh you know they're they're, they're a, little bit, a little bit crazy they're trying to get everything ready for their families uh what, I don't know, what do you think about that yeah i i'm very lucky actually most of my close family lives close to me so the farthest i usually have to travel for the holidays is like maybe a half hour away so, you, so have you ever had to like go a great distance to, to have, be with somebody like that? Not for the holidays. Mm. So, I mean, we've visited family on different times, but not right. for like the busy holiday hmm. season. Yeah. So. I've, I'm trying to think, I've never really had to, yeah, I've never really had to do that for the holidays. I do have family in Texas, which I, I did have a funny travel horror story I was going to share at some point on this. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, most of the family I've seen for like Thanksgiving, Christmas time, they've always been here in Iowa. Mm -hmm. So I've never really had to worry about that. Um, but the first thing that I wanted to talk about on here was, uh, just a bit of background on the movie because I really wanted to do some research on this and not just treat it as, oh, it's just a fun, light comedy. Um, cause I'm very fascinated with the filmmaking process and how films get put together and whatnot. And what I found out, actually, just from doing research, is that John Hughes, um, once again, uh, late, great John Hughes, I hate, I hate even saying that he's passed away, because he, he passed away in his 50s, I believe. It was from a stroke or a heart attack, something like that. So gone, gone way, way too soon. Um, but he based the story off of his own life. He, uh, he, he was documented saying that this, a, a version of these events happened to him. 
that he was actually traveling from New York and he was supposed to go home because he's a Chicago-based guy Mm -hmm. and he got delayed in Wichita and it ended up taking him five days to get home. He never really uh, expanded on the details of it, but I do find it just interesting that he's like, yeah, this is just something that happened to me and I'm like, oh, that'd make for a good movie. Yeah. Um, And I found out that John Hughes actually based a lot of his movies, uh, loosely based a lot of his movies on just things that happened to him. Um, which is, which is interesting. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say just about how this movie came about is I, I noticed that John Hughes, a lot of people were documenting that and he admitted that he wrote the script for planes, trains, and automobiles in three to five days. Can, can you believe that? No, that's that's (laughs) kind of crazy. I mean, I guess, you know, the fact that he actually kind of lived the experience helped, but yeah, three to five days to write a whole script is... I yeah, can't really imagine that. Now, he, I, I did see that his script writing process is like he would put the, the script together as quickly as possible for any of his movies because the way his writing process worked is that he wanted it to be really fresh. He didn't want to overthink it. He's like, let's just get it on the page and, and it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. But then he would be notorious for doing rewrites. He would do rewrites even during filming. Like he would do sometimes like 25, 30 rewrites up until the moment of filming or, you know, so on and so forth. But... I, I just I just find it I, I think John Hughes was a creative genius. Oh yeah. Because like he wrote scripts like that all the time really quickly and even if it's just like a, a draft treatment, it's like it's not like fully finished. If you know anything about movies, there's screenwriters that spend six months, a year. Mm-hmm. They could spend longer on just perfecting every little bit of the script and just to have him just be like, Oh, it's just so natural to me, like just like bloop, 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 I'm yeah. just gonna write it out. That's I don't amazing. know if enough people appreciate that about John Hughes, but it's it's remarkable, and it's just sorely sad that he is that he is gone. Um, yeah. I don't know what what did you think about John Hughes? No, that is awesome, and I I actually I mean he has so many good movies, and they're also entertaining. And I think part of it is because you know they're about true life. I mean. You know, this one, I mean, it obviously happened to him in real life, but you can see it. Like, you mm-hmm. can picture yourself in that situation. Like, Yeah. And it, I, well, I think what's interesting, too, about Planes, Trains versus some of his other filmography is, like, if you look at, like, Ferris Bueller, uh, you know, Home Alone, Breakfast Club, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of these different things that he wrote. Um, but I think he got labeled a lot of the time as writing for teenagers. Yeah. That, that's what I think a lot of his movies were. Like Weird Science is another example. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing because I think he definitely was able to tap into the younger audience. But this was one of the few movies I think that he wrote and directed that really focused on adult humor. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't trying to capture a youth voice or anything like that. It was just trying to capture very relatable, frustrating humor that happens to people during travel. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just I, I think that that's just an interesting thing because, I again, people just tend to focus on the teenage thing, but mm-hmm. they don't really focus on that. I don't yeah. know. Am, I, am I on to something there? Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he did, and he had, yeah, he had a lot of movies about the teenage life, but then he kind of shifted later on into more of these movies that were more adult, all-around, kind of humorous for the whole family. Where does Planes, Trains rank for John Hughes films with you, or do you, or do you think about it even, even like a ranking? Um, I haven't really thought too hard about a ranking, but I mean, it's got to be up there pretty close to the top, but. yeah. He's, yeah, I I like a lot of his movies, so it's... Almost every movie I like or 
even the ones he he writes because it's funny because even the ones that he writes even though he's not directing his he has a very strong voice i feel as a writer so like Mm -hmm. if something's written by john hughes i can feel it yeah like it's very distinct i'm like no it doesn't feel like somebody else is writing like there is something about the way he writes that's very individual to him Um, I mean, he wrote Vacation. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. The Chevy Chase movie. Yeah. Yep. I was just thinking about um, that. And Mr. Mom mm-hmm. did that too. Oh, too. I love those movies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't. We, I practically got Vacation memorized. And yeah, <laughs> Mr. Mom was so, so funny. I, just, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to own that movie. I don't, I don't I have own it. that one. You have I Mr. Do Mom? I have it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's great. Michael yeah. Keaton. He is. I love Michael Keaton too. He's fantastic. Yeah. I am excited to see him uh, return as Batman. I hope it's oh, going to be. That would be. Yeah, he was my favorite. Well, you know, he the... is returning. Yeah, I heard yeah, that. For the he, Flash. He is the. Uh, he's my favorite of the. So I love Batman. My favorite, of course, is the original TV series. With Adam West. Adam West. All I right. love, love, love Adam West. <laughs> but um, of the Dark Knight series, yeah, uh, Michael Keaton was my favorite. Batman. Why so. is that? Not that I, not that this has anything to do with what we're talking about. But I it's don't okay. really know. I think I mean it was kind of the first one. Plus, I've always been a fan of Michael Keaton, so I think it just kind of built in my head that he's he's Batman as far as yeah the newer version of Batman. And then there's so hmm. many different other Batmans. Can um, you believe he's seventy? No, I can't. Seventy. No. Like, what? Yeah, Beetlejuice is seventy. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. I yeah. I would not even have guessed that. But. Um, but but back to John Hughes on here, some of the things that I had noted is that I really feel that, a, you know, aside from a lot of his movies having very relatable humor, they're very real world based. Um, a lot of his characters are extremely relatable and doing more research on this and just I didn't even need to do some research on this because I am a fan of John Hughes. Um <clears throat> Characters are extremely important to him. I think he actually focuses on characters first, <clears throat> and the the story almost comes second because mm-hmm. I and and that's something I think about the best best movies, let alone comedies, is that you you care about the characters mm-hmm. and the the situations like you can build it around them, but if you don't care about the characters and they don't feel like they're fleshed out, then the the rest of it's like mm, like whatever. Um, so I always felt like he had a real talent for that. But then really the thing I, I think that if I think of John Hughes and I think like if I had to describe him like in one word, it would be heartfelt. Mm-hmm. I feel like every one of his movies has a lot of heart in it. I and agree. it doesn't necessarily mean like there's like some deep message about what you need to be or something like that. But there's just, there's kindness in a lot yeah. of his movies and his movies care for, people are caring for each other, and there's just a real sense of heart that I, that comes across in every one of his movies, and especially this one, I would say. I agree, and I, the way I kind of describe it is when, after you get done watching a John Hills, or John Hughes movie, um, I think you, you're like a better person afterwards, you feel like, you have that sense of like, just that feeling of just something good, you just saw something good. Yeah, and and that is funny, because most of his most of his movies like they have like that feel good quality but it's not it's never in your face no it never feels like it's intending to try to make you cheer up or anything Mm -hmm. like that it feels real it feels grounded but they have good messages yeah yeah Yeah, it's just kind of a natural and and i agree like with the just the different characters um just they they are relatable i mean i feel like i could jump into one of these movies and be that (laughs) that person and you mentioned earlier how he kind of like jots down his main storyline and changes 
up to the last minute. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm a, you know, kind of all over the place person. Fairly and impulsive. So, okay. Yeah. So I feel like that, I mean, I relate to that. I could see like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do this this way. And then all of a sudden the last, you know, five seconds, I'm like, no, I just thought of something, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to change it. But yeah. So I like the fact that he's got so many different yeah. characters and everyone, every one of the characters you can kind of see yourself in at yeah. some point in your life. You know, one thing I'll say about that, um, because I I don't have this type of reaction for every director's movies, but there are certain movies where, like you said, that relatability, you can't help but be like, oh, yeah, like I feel like a little bit of that or feel like a little bit Mm -hmm. of that. But like most of the time when I watch movies, I'm not usually trying to draw a comparison to myself. I mean, honestly, some people like that. That's what makes movies more enjoyable for them. They watch them and they're like, oh, yeah, like this makes sense for me. Mm -hmm. And and, and that's fine. But yeah, I think from a from a human level anyway, John Hughes movies were a bit different because they were so character focused and focused on the people's personalities that because of that focus, it, it is very easy to draw those real-life comparisons. Whereas other movies, like if I'm watching something else, I might not be really thinking that. I'm more mm-hmm. focused on the story at hand. Yeah. But you, his movies are very character-driven. Yeah, and you yeah. always remember his characters. Like yeah. there's certain movies, you know, like you just said about, yeah, I might watch this movie and it's a great movie. And at the time I'm watching it, the characters were really good. But then, you know... It, few days later i'm like i don't know what was that guy's name or what was that girl's name and then you know like when you watch you know planes trains and automobiles i mean you you just you can picture those characters right like right in your face right i know del griffith and i know neil page yes i yes (laughs) yeah like i know people that are like that i've i've been like that myself so so all right i want to talk about the the main two actors in his uh in his i don't know why i can't speak right now uh in this movie Starting with Steve Martin. So, Steve Martin, he's he, all these he's, people are living or living or Martin. past yeah. due legends. I mean, like, there's a lot of legends mm-hmm. in this movie. He's Steve Martin. But I remember, or I shouldn't say I remember, I wasn't alive when this came out. This came out in 87, so... I was, I was little. You were, I was you little. Were alive, right? I was alive. I was little. I was, like, maybe okay. 10 or 11, I think, at that point. Did you see this in theaters? Just, Which one? Which this, one? This movie, Planes Train. Oh, this one. Yeah. Uh, no, I did not. Do you know when you saw it for the first time? It's hard um, to always think about that. I don't remember, but yeah, it wasn't in the theaters. It was like when I was older. Like if they ever do a rescreening of this, I would love to go. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes our local theaters put on stuff like that, but I I haven't seen them yeah. do one. This, for this would be yet. A, a really good one for be that. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but no, the reason I, I bring up Steve Martin, I'm trying to talk about when when this movie came out because I had done research, of course. And I saw that a lot of people were surprised in a way that his character had as many dramatic moments as he did because Steve Martin was was and is mostly <laughs> known for his comedic chops. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is definitely one of the few movies I've seen where he is a lot more dramatic than I've seen him in, like yeah. say, like a movie like The Jerk or yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Three Amigos or something yeah. like that. Um, I don't know, but like he, he plays against type, I guess, on this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you ever think about that? Like act actors that are, you know, you think about them in a certain light, but then you're surprised yeah. when they go on a different route. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, yeah, I agree with that, that, you know, yeah, he's usually, uh, yeah. When you watch like the jerk, I mean, <laughs> you yeah, know, he, he's, things uh, like that. You, he's over the top. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. And then you see him in kind of a, just more of like a, 
you know, here's this dad trying to get home to his wife and kids and he's frustrated. And yeah, it's just, it's definitely different. And I always think it's kind of cool when you see, when you, you have an actor like that, that you're used to seeing them in this certain light. And then all of a sudden you see something and they're, and they're like totally different. And it's, it's weird, but it's awesome at the same time because yeah. you know they're a good actor when they can totally switch. Absolutely. I think it just means that the person has more range and they're not afraid mm-hmm. to go into different territories. Yeah. Um, I know for, for Steve Martin, like some of the character traits that I noted from him is that his character right away is pretty cold, fairly distant from people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very self-absorbed in a way, maybe even a little bit of a narcissist, not yeah. really always looking out for other people. Um, you can tell he's very smart. He's obviously yeah. very intelligent. Um, but then I think what makes his character, for me anyway, work is that deep down he is a good guy. Mm-hmm. Like it frustrates him when he like has to go out of his way to care, but you can just tell that he's compelled. He's like, I this is annoying the hell out of me, but I just like he feels it deep down. And yeah. like if he was just like a cold-hearted asshole. And, like, that's just who he was, and he didn't have humanity yeah. in him, then I just, I don't think his character would have worked that well. No, and you can see one of the examples in this movie is the part where they're in the hotel room, and he's mm. just going off on John Candy, his character, about yeah. how he's, you know, not funny, and you're just, you know, just insulting him. And yeah. you, can, you can see the, like, pure, like, hurt in John Candy's yeah. face, and then... All of a sudden, he's like, you know, you can insult me all you want, but I like me. And then Steve mm-hmm. Martin, you can just see, like, the everything just it drained just from his, yeah, him. like, he's just mm-hmm. like, I can't believe I just said that. I feel terrible. But yet, he doesn't yeah. know what to say after that. So. I think that scene is, I mean, it's one of the best scenes in the movie, but mm-hmm. I think it's it's actually a complex scene if you think about it. Um, one, in that Steve Martin, it's, it's interesting because I've seen the scene, I've seen the movie multiple times, just like you. But when that scene happens... He's yelling at him, but it, I mean, it's funny. Some of yeah. the stuff that he's saying, yeah. he's like, like you're, like you're kind of like, like you're, like, this is pretty terrible. But I remember, I'm like, I'm laughing a little bit because he's like, you're like a chatty cappy dog, bah, 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 bah. and yeah. and he, you know, he's saying he's just like, oh, here, here's the guns. He can blow your head off when you meet Del Griffith. And, yeah, and he, and he, so like he's saying it funny, but it's like you you can tell he, he's acting in such a way that it feels real and you're like if that was being delivered towards me and mm-hmm. it was really personal i mean you'd feel the hurt yeah that would that would hurt and then yeah to see, to see john candy's character be like yeah just you know to see him just like the hurt come over his face like you you know that it really like he's like oh my gosh you know did i do i really am i do i sound like that like what but you know what i really appreciate about that scene i think for me anyway is because you're absolutely right to focus on how he's taking the brunt of the blow. Mm -hmm. And I think it speaks a lot to the character that John Hughes wrote for Del Griffith, that he's a very deeply caring person, Mm -hmm. flawed as he might be. Like, you know, he's socially unaware of himself. He's a loudmouth kind of whatever. But I think it's a very important scene because... I feel in a lot of situations that if you were to swap out Del Griffith with somebody else and you get Steve Martin yelling at you like that, a lot of people I don't think would just sit still and take it. Mm-hmm. I I don't think they would. A lot of people would shout over, and be like, "Hey, like, shut up!" Like, yeah. you know, like it would it, the conversation would start devolving. It mm-hmm. would be terrible. But yeah. I actually think that even though he doesn't know Neil Page well in the movie, 
I I think he is open to he he sees that he's upset and he wants to hear him out. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks a lot to the character. It shows that he actually really is caring, even if it's at the expense of his own self. Yep. I don't know if you think about it that way. Yeah, but... he, he totally listened to every word that he was saying. And he let him finish until, and then he yeah. then he was kind of like, hey, you can say this stuff about me, but. Yeah. I, I'm... That scene breaks my heart always. And the, the, the music helps with it, too, because uh-huh. it, it, it plays that, that's, I can't imitate the music but it, it cues in and you're just like oh man i feel like shit uh-huh. from, from seeing john candy yeah then you kind of start getting a little teary <laughs> but john john candy we can talk about him now i mean rest in peace and i i miss him i mean i mean yeah. i miss him dearly he's one of those guys that comes across so personable and so loving i feel like mm-hmm. people think they knew him oh yeah like you know, he, like you feel he really is like uncle buck like yeah. <laughs> I, I could totally see him being my uncle and he I for you know you forget how young he was when he did pass away. Yeah, was so, he the forty two? Like, maybe less. May, maybe I think he was even younger than that. I gotta find out. Yeah, I, I want to say out. he was like upper thirties. Let me see, John Candy. Death age. Yeah, I think he 43. was forty three. Okay, he was okay. okay. I was thinking okay. he was younger than that, but yeah. Yeah. So very yeah. He just has such a warmth about him, and it wasn't just in this movie, but, I mean, in particular, this movie, I mean, the guy is irritating as all hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, he takes off his socks, he's like, oh, <laughs> oh, like, like, like my, my dogs are barking today. And Making the like, noise when he's trying to sleep and clearing his, whatever he's you doing. Know, I got I gotta comment on that scene. <laughs> I gotta comment on that scene real quick. Um the scene that, 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 the scene, the, sorry, the moment in that scene that gets me every time is when the lights are off, they're flying, and that old man just goes, ah, like, it's Steve Martin's face, and then he's just like, oh, like, good God, with other disgust, but then he looks uh-huh. over and John Candy's just like, we're not gonna make it. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I'm not yeah. saying it right, but, um, yeah, John Candy is... As rude and, and, and terrible as he is for some instances, I can't help but like Del Griffith. I feel like if mm-hmm. I met a guy like Del Griffith, I'd be like, this guy's kind of a character, oh, but like he's so sweet. Yeah. Like, I love oh yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah. You I can't. You can't help but love him. Yeah, and and and, that, and that's you know that's part of the message of this movie is that it, you take a cold-hearted cynic, as John Candy calls him in the movie. Mm-hmm. You take a cold-hearted, uh, cold-hearted cynic, and you mix it with somebody that is very giving and warm and gentle though a bit naive and i would just say lacking of self-awareness because i Mm -hmm. I never think that i never thought of dell as rude i never thought of him as rude i just i do think that he is he lacks a bit of Mm self-awareness you know because he's he's focused on other people a lot but sometimes he forgets his own actions yeah um but i never felt of i never felt him as rude but i I, it's one of my favorite john candy performances yeah me too i feel i feel like he's he's trying to just please people so he mm-hmm. in turn doesn't realize some yeah. of the things he's doing. Some well, pe- sometimes people don't know that they're, you know, what what they're actually doing. They're just trying yeah. to get conversation going. Or do you feel like you have a self awareness about yourself, like when it comes to like your actions and its effect on other people? Um, I mean, for the most part, but there's times where I'm just kind of like, sure. I'm just gonna talk and go on and on and on and like yeah. am i you know i stop am, am i being annoying like i'm talking too much i don't yeah it's 
it's it can be difficult for that. I I don't think it's a good idea generally to ask the other person because most times yeah you, I usually if, don't you know, like, like if you're just like hey am I annoying you like how yeah. often is someone gonna be like actually you know what I'm so glad you brought that up you yeah, absolutely you are, are really annoying me yeah no uh, I yeah I don't I don't feel like I. I, I'm pretty self-aware, but yeah, yeah, there's times where I'm like, I just get going and then I get distracted and I start talking about something else. And sure. Yeah. Yeah. But his character is just, it's, it's fantastic in this movie. I mean, it really is. And I mean, John Candy, he plays it just right. I think he, he does. does just the right amount of comedy, but then when he needs to be serious, it doesn't feel like, like it doesn't feel like John Hughes was like having to restrain him and like get it out of him. Mm-hmm. I feel like, it's such a shame i I hate saying it but like if john candy was still around i I, the performances that think that he would have given past his past his death like Mm -hmm. it kills me it kills me thinking about it because i I really i really adored the guy yeah i I agree yep yeah you can't yeah all his i can't even think of any movie i've seen him and that's not that he wasn't like that lovable yeah guy that <laughs> you you know in, in some ways though like i look at john john candy john hughes these are both people that have passed away but when i look back at, at somebody that has passed away and i and they and they've left behind a body of work when it comes to movies um in a way like it, it is it's bittersweet but it's beautiful to me because i'm like mm-hmm. what a, what a gift that mm-hmm. your life continues to bring entertainment and joy to people years beyond your, exactly. your your passing and i don't like like for myself i'm not i'm not trying to get super dark on here but like when i pass i i don't know if i'm gonna leave behind some type of a legacy that's gonna impact like that and i just i don't know i mean if you know if, if heaven is real and and both the johns are there i i really just hope that they know what their work did for people mm-hmm. I, re- I really hope they know yeah i that yeah you said it awesome um yeah i totally agree i i don't i don't know you, you just can't beat john candy john candy if you're listening from the beyond you're an amazing man we and love you <laughs> yeah we do love you he's the type of guy too where like i'm telling you like i'd probably be weird if i saw him on the street and just be like can i give you a hug yeah like you just, you're, you're so and, great. And I bet he would totally be, yeah, <laughs> I bet come he would on do in, it. like, I bring bet, it. I bet he would do it. <laughs> yeah, I can see him being, I, I mean, yeah. I never heard, you know, you hear those stories about celebrities, and I've him. never, yeah, I've never no. ever heard anybody say, oh, you know, he was a jerk in real and, life. And or, you know that that stuff would come out past his, past Yeah, his yeah, because like, he's not here, talk. people talk, they yeah. Wouldn't. No. I, he had a he had an amazing reputation for just being like he is on screen. It's not like he you know he would act of course he wouldn't be, be just like his characters, mm-hmm. um, but from all the different behind the scenes and and research I've done, people have nothing but warm regard for him. Yeah, and that's just that's another thing. I mean, if if your if your legacy is oh you, do you hear you hear my cat? Yeah. Do you mind actually opening the door? You you can let her in. That that's okay. She's trying to come in. She wants to join the party. Come on. My cat is, this is a first, everybody, but uh, Clarice, my cat that I don't think I've ever mentioned on this, she is she is a part of the podcast right now. So she came in, and now she's like, I think I want to go back out, but. Yeah, she can, she can <laughs> chill. She uses, she uses my theater chairs, the little bench down there as a scratching post, but, nah, she's cool. Oh, she's yeah, she, yeah she, she's nice. 
It's actually interesting. She doesn't really meow. <laughs> you, have the, cause My, you have a cat. Yeah, right? I have two cats. Yeah. Uh, are they vocal? Um, when they're hungry. Yeah. Well, okay. I should say Clarice does meow when she's hungry, mm-hmm. but if it's like any other time, like just like meh, like mm, no, nah, not, yeah. not really. Yeah. When they're when they're hungry, they usually do. Um. Yeah. Otherwise, my cats aren't too vocal either. Do they purr loud? Not. I mean, once in a while, if you. Right. They they don't always like to be held. Well, one's one's kind of a lap cat. One's. Yes. I mean, my one cat's twenty years old. So. You have a twenty year old cat. She's twenty years old. Yeah. What is her name? Um, Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. What's the story behind that? So we actually got, so we got Tiger and our other cat, Nesbitt, which Nesbitt passed away probably about four years ago. Sorry. So we got them, thank you. We got them as sisters. They were the same, they were just tiny little kittens. Um, We were going to just get one, but then of course we couldn't decide between the two, so we took them both. Um, And they were great cats. Uh, Yeah, so we've had her for 20 years <laughs> 20 years is a long time yeah I have a cat at my my mom's uh, my mom's house it was I always kind of say it's my cat because it was given to me as a present when I was 13 mm-hmm. uh, his name is waffles waffles is amazing he's 18 years old awesome which everybody in the family is you're right she absolutely wants out now <laughs> you, you can you can let her out she just wanted to see what the you, you can just leave it open say yeah. Hi. Yeah, it's, it's okay. She wants to bolt in and out. That's that's not a big deal. What's up, Clarice? So yeah, yeah my other cat. Okay. Um, I do have another cat, and I really don't know how old she is. We right. we just inherited her from a family member. Um, very sweet cat. She likes to be held and mm-hmm. lay on you when you're sleeping and all that good stuff. But um, she's okay. anywhere from, I don't know. They told us first that she was nine, and then they said mm-hmm. she was fifteen. But she doesn't really act that old. She acts mm-hmm. more I, maybe the nine years old, but. How yeah. long can cats live? They can I, live. They can live into their twenties, I think. I don't. It's crazy. I think the oldest cat I've ever heard. It, I don't like thirty-two years old. I don't, oh. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I don't my know. cat's gonna make it that long, but she's mm-hmm. she's alright for now. I have a fourteen-year-old dog too, so. So you have a lot of old. <laughs> I have old a lot pets. of old, old pets. Yeah. That's okay though. Sometimes the old pets are nice. They're they're not as wild. They they're are. more calm, content. They're okay. I, I like them. Yeah. I know for waffles, there's no, there's no way he's gonna live till he's 32 or 22 or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't. I yeah. Um, we always joke in my family. This is this is terrible, but I'll admit it. Um, so he's he's rather bony right now. That's um, my cat. He is, yeah. Probably has some diabetes or something. Yeah. Uh, he's an indoor outdoor cat, so he kind of eats rabbits or does other what things. Are, he only happened? he only has one tooth left. That's pretty good though for to be yeah. that old and be an indoor outdoor cat cuz my true. cats have always been indoors. He, so he spends he's... less time outdoors. We mm-hmm. only or we, but I am over there a lot. Um he only really goes out, you know, when it's nice. I I I really like emphasize on my mom like please do not let him out when mm-hmm. and when it's winter time. Like he, he's yeah. going to freeze. He's already brittle enough as it is. But yeah. but the joke that we say <laughs> is like if you see him He's rather bony now. He seems kind of gaunt. His eyes are like mm-hmm. sunken in his face and stuff. Yep. <laughs> but we joke that when he gets fed, we're like, well, the parasites in him get the first round of food and then, and and then, then he, he gets whatever's left over. I, yeah, I think. I don't, I, we've got, like, my mom's never taken him to get, like, extensive work. Yeah, my, my 20 year old cat has, she's had a heart murmur for like four or five years and she's, mm. you wouldn't really know it. And, she literally, when she walks, she looks, you know, like the Halloween cats that have the hunched over oh, yeah. back. She, that's yeah. how she walks. Okay. She literally looks like a Halloween 
like the scared cat up in the <laughs> back up in the air. Does her she, tail all puffed out too? Her tail's her tail usually just kind of hangs down to the ground. But oh, that's yeah, good. Her, yeah, when she walks, she looks like a Halloween cat. Goodness so. gracious! Um, how are you doing on on your 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 beverage there? Is I'm it, good. Is that okay? I'm, yeah. I just want to make sure. I'm like, if you if you need something, like blink twice or be like, hey, I I ran out. I I'm thirsty. Yeah. Like, no, I'm good. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah. I just want to make sure I'm being a good host for you, this. So. You're being a very good host. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. Okay. So. You had, I had noted though, I, I think this is a good time to reference your notes because we had talked about the relatable humor. There's mm-hmm. a lot of relatable humor <laughs> in this. Um, and there's a couple of scenes. Uh, what, what are some of the first scenes that you had on here that you, you thought were, were relatable or funny? So, I, yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. did these somewhat in order. Um, I was trying to write them down as I was watching the, re watching the movie um, a few days ago to kind of get it fresh in my head. Um, and you, you can't really talk about this movie without mentioning the hotel scene. Of course. Where the two guys, uh, they end up in the same bed. Yep. yep. And there's a, you know, a little, little, I don't know, cuddling, I guess, going on. Some spooning. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's real. Some, yeah, some, yeah. They had to share the bed. What do you want them to do? Yeah, and they're, you know, they're missing their families and they're, you know, what, I mean, I don't. It's okay. Yeah. John, John Candy's a cuddly so. guy. I'd probably share a bed with him. Yeah. Sure, why not? I mean, yeah, cozy up to him and stuff. So, and I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like what I'm referencing. I do. The, yeah, the part Those where, aren't pillows. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I will say about that scene, because that, what, well, first off, that, that whole sequence is just very relatable because, mm-hmm. and that's what, that's one of the brilliant things about planes, trains, and automobiles is that granted it's a different time, but travel hasn't changed that much. No. Since this movie came out. And now, granted, this is 87, so what, we're in 2021 now. I don't mm-hmm. even know the math. What, like 30, 40 years, something like that? Yeah, it's 30, a long time. 30 some years, yeah. It's a long time. Um, but you can buy it. You can buy it. And they're like, okay, they go to a shitty motel. There's only one room left because everybody mm-hmm. got snowed in and they had to get their, their, you know, the hotels booked up. Sure, they could yeah. only share one bed, so it's plausible. Yeah. But what I love about that scene is. The attention to detail, because if, and this is where I'm going to sound kind of uh, very film oriented, but I love how the camera, it's just sitting on top of them. And it's just a very slow panning shot and they're playing that delightfully <laughs> cheesy music. I don't know what the song is. <laughs> I, if anybody has seen I, it. Yeah, I can't picture it right now. Because like, they're like, and it's just like, I am there in nature's arms. It's a very like romantic, sweet song, but it's with two guys in the bed. Yes. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I couldn't picture it first, but yeah. Somebody listening will know the song. Yes, I know. But I love it because it's panning over. You see that the bed, like he he's got a bunch of like like cigarette buds and crap all over the nightstand. He's he's got Cracker Jack crumbs like in the bed next to him. He's wearing pajamas, and it's just it just takes its time. It doesn't like just show them in bed. Yeah, that's what makes the build up so much funnier because you see like this big hulking guy just cradling Steve it's, Martin in his arms. It's like he so. just totally moved into the hotel room and right. just took it over. Yeah, and then and then and then of course I mean we gotta break we have to break the scene down, but it's like they 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 wake up. Well, well first I, I remember he, he nuzzles he, he nuzzles his ear. He's just like like oh sweetie, and they're hold, like they're holding hands too. I think he's got like his yeah. arm around. They're like kind of holding hands. Well, and, and Steve Martin doesn't even realize like like, like he, he he takes the kiss and goes straight. It's just like mm, okay that that felt good, you know. <laughs> But then it's like they like it's like they both wake up and they realize, oh yeah, this is a guy I met on the plane last night. I have no idea who. Yeah, it's this like is. you see their faces and they're all of a sudden both like, 
like, yeah. And he's just like, Dell, why, why did you kiss my ear? Just like, why are you holding my hand? He's just like, where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. And you know what, what I'll say? Because I, I saw the movie when I was a kid. I had no idea what they were talking about. It was like, like between two pillows. Like, yeah, sure, he's got some extra pillows in the bed. Yeah. Because there's 25 pillows on a hotel room bed. Do people know what we mean by the two pillows? Do I need to spell it out? Or do they know? I I, I, know. I would think that they know. They know what the I mean, unless are. we've got very young listeners. But I would I would assume that. Well, they weren't your stashing. Uh, your stashing, jeez. They weren't your uh, standard cotton uh, no. woven pillows. No, they were. No, they were. Not really pillows. Not, not especially. But... No. It's a hysterical scene, and I do love that. Like they, like they, like they're they're so they're such insecure hetero heterosexual men that like they like they start to brush off. They're just like, you see that Bears game? All right, yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna say they like instantly jump on the bed and they're like, yeah. Did you see the game last week? The Bears? Yeah, they they had a good season this year. Yeah, they they just instantly jump up and just go. Um, that scene is absolutely hysterical. What's another one? Okay, so. Um, okay, so we kind of we kind of touched on this a little bit um, before we got started here. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Dell's always trying to get a, a way home. He's trying to get Neil home. He knows he's, yep. you know, yep. he knows he's getting home to his family and all that. And so he's got a friend. He sells his shower curtain, uh, the curtain. Um, Director of sales, shower curtain ring division. Ring division, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of the, the word ring, but uh, <laughs> so... So he's he go he knows people. He's like, yes. oh yeah, I know this guy that's you know he works for the railroad, and I think we can get a ride home on this train. Uh, so yes, the yes, scene yes. where he <laughs> sends his son to pick them up. Yeah, his name's Owen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I, I, hang on, I'm I, gonna, I gotta try to do a pig noise better. Hang on, hang on. Like, yeah, that's, pretty, that's pretty good. I mean, that's, that's the only way to describe I don't, I'm always, every time we watch this movie, I'm just like, I ask my husband yeah. and son, I'm like, what is that? No, like, what is that? Yeah. Like, I mean, I grew up in rural, like, I don't, I don't know what he's doing. Like, is he clearing his, th- like, does, yeah. I don't know. What's he, does he got to. I, I think he spends too much time around hogs. He's spending a lot he's, of time on the farm. A little too comfortable he, with the pigs. Like, maybe have some, like, chew stuck in the throat? I don't know. He is Well, he spits out tobacco he, right away. Yeah. And when he shakes Steve Martin's hand. Yeah, because so, yeah, then so he I, has it all over his hand. So, so I'm, yeah, maybe it's like a, like, he, he's done <clears throat> so much chew and tobacco and crap that his his sinuses like are his, just forever screwed yeah, up. Yeah, like his lungs are just trying to get it out. Like, he, I don't know, it's... I will say, so that actor, uh, I could be mistaken, someone could fact check me, but that's Dylan Baker, I believe that's his name, um, I think. He's actually a good actor. I, I don't know, it's so, most people would probably recognize him, it's not a big part, but he's in the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, uh, he plays Dr. Okay. Connors, he's one of uh, Peter Parker's college professors, <laughs> just a little note, but he's... He's actually a wonderful character actor. He pops it's, up in a lot of good movies. It's funny when you see people like that because you 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 might see him in a movie and you're like, gosh, I can't like I I can't even stand that guy. Whatever. And then you find out that there's some like brilliant actor and you you never even knew and you're like, oh, that's that guy. Like, okay, so I have to ask another question about that scene. And you're a woman, so I want your perspective on this. So he's got a wife going. in the truck. Yeah, he does. 
And he gets a bit upset. He's like, "Get your behind out of the car. You need the help. Get, get the get the, get the trunk in the in the Throw back of my the truck." Back of the truck. But then, like, they get. Of course, they're just like, "No." They're like, "She's a woman. They got a newborn baby in the car." But she's like, "Oh no, she's short and skinny, but she's strong." Her first baby come out sideways. <laughs> she didn't scream or nothing. And I'm just wondering. I don't know a lot about childbirth, oh, Kim, but. Can a baby actually come out sideways? I, I, I'm not <laughs> sure about the sideways part. Um, I know sometimes they come in upside down or back. I don't know. I guess they're, they're supposed to come out upside down, I guess. Right. Not to get too... Uh, it's okay. Childbirth red. is important. Yeah. People can always stand to learn more. So, I, yeah. I mean, my I have I have a son, and my experience, like, I, I was honestly really lucky. Like, I okay. didn't feel pain. I didn't really? need drugs. I Really? Yeah, like so I it didn't, was a pretty straightforward. I honestly didn't even know when I was like the nurse had to tell me when I was having contractions because I didn't know. Holy so I, crap. I have a pretty high pain tolerance, but what if I like just they, like decked you right now? I don't know. That I mean, no one's fun. ever punched me in the face, so I don't no, know about that. But no, that wouldn't. I mean, I don't think you'd come back for the podcast. If I don't. I, if I decked yeah, you, I don't. I don't know. I, I can't really see you just doing that. So it's not too, really nice. me. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really a violent guy. <laughs> That sounds, it's getting dark. I'm, I'm like hitting people, talking about yeah, people. Yeah, hitting people and. No. Yeah. So babies, they, so yeah, they babies. don't generally come out sideways. I don't think they generally do. Okay. I, I want to say they, you know, lengthwise is typically what you're. I just imagine that would be horrible. If it actually happened sideways, <laughs> probably would, yeah, you'd probably feel that. I don't know. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't. No. I, and, I just unless find, it was a very tiny baby, I don't know, but most babies. And it's a subtle thing too, because when she gets out of the car, she slams that door shut. Yeah, and she's and strong. She's I'm, tough. Sca- I'm scared of her, and she's tiny. She's a little tiny she lady. She looks a little. Yeah, she. But that scene is quite funny. Yeah. I gotta ask because I love hypotheticals. I talk about them on my podcast often. You're there, mm-hmm. Owen, the hotel owner's son, is gonna take you to the train station. What's your thoughts getting into this guy's car? Are like, are, are, are you okay with this? So, <laughs> okay, so when he pulls up in the truck, first of all, I, I gotta say, we're my family, we're car family, and I love his truck. I love trucks. I have an old okay. truck myself. I have like a 64 Chevy. So, I, the truck would be my first thought, and when he pulled up, I'd be like, you know, that truck's a little rough, but it's cool, you know. And I'd probably more be inclined to jump in the back of the truck with the, you know, like, I, yeah. I don't know, I'd be like this dude's pretty weird but you know I, it's I'd also really probably cold. go yeah i mean it's it's a ride i do like the dog that's hiding under the hay you don't even know the dog's the, back there that dog looks like my dog but my dog is not mean like that no i have a blue healer and yeah what is it are you've told me about the blue healer before yeah I, I she's like the best dog in the world but see when you say that i think your dog's actually blue like blue she's clues. kind of a bluish black Bluish, black, gray. Yeah. Rem- you showed me the picture. She's kind of blue. Yeah. 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 She. Um. Yeah. And they are. <clears throat> they're going back to the rodeo country stuff. That they uh, blue healers are cattle dogs, so they are used okay. to rounding. So she rounds up our cats. Like that's her job. You know, she she has to let us know where the cats are at all times. So, but yeah, I when I saw the dog, I'm like, that looks like our dog, and our dog is not <laughs> mean like that. But it was funny. Like the dog just comes out of the. Yeah, the come, hay, yeah, like in the back the of the truck, <clears throat> and just <clears throat> I know, love the, the way gloves for, there, and he's like trying to, yeah. Well, for whatever reason, I love the way that John Candy says, "Give him the goddamn gloves." <laughs> like, yeah, like the dog's, the dog's just gonna, gonna do it. it. <laughs> no, no. 
dog's like, no, let me just eat your face. And then it is, it is actually one of the more cartoony moments in it, but once they get there, they have it. They show, like, he's so blue. It's like so uh-huh. on top. You have, like, the boogers are coming out a little bit because they're so cold. And he's just like, Argh. And uh-huh. the dog's even like, Argh. Yeah, the dog's, like, frozen. <laughs> but it's um, but it's relatable. Yeah. I mean, it is. Because, like, I, I could see myself, if I had to get somewhere and, like, I don't have my means, I don't have any means, like, yeah, like, yeah. sure, if it'll get me there. And, and, I, and I mean, they, you know, they kind of know this guy because i mean they don't but they kind of know you know the hotel owner and Del he, does yeah because he comes out and he's like oh yeah you're the shower curtain guy so i mean yeah. they, you know he's the right guy because he he knows who they are so even though he's yeah. weird i um, will say though when he spits the tobacco in his hand and shakes steve martin's hand if that was me i don't think i would do it yeah i, don't, I mean i don't care about pleasantries if you just literally put into your hand and like did that ah, yeah no. or sneeze in your hand i mean i've seen that happen it's I'm covid like, oh, times you can't sorry, even get away with like, that I, now no way I, yeah i don't it'd be a bit much I'd, yeah it'd be a little gross so so what's another scene that you had you had you had a few um more. yeah so <clears throat> let's see oh okay so the rental car lot can we wait on that one yeah we can wait on that one i'll okay. skip that for now okay and then it kind of goes into after after the car you know like um let me see what basically everything else has to do with when they're traveling in the car in okay. this rental this rental car they do end up with okay we're gonna we're gonna hold on that okay then. so we'll hold on that because yeah yeah I, I i definitely have it on here <clears throat> as something that we got to talk about for mm-hmm. sure so <clears throat> we're gonna say we're gonna share hopefully i imagine that because again we're talking about relatable humor um i imagine kim you probably have some pretty terrible travel stories, or you've maybe experienced one or two. Um, some moments, maybe. Yeah, I so a few. Well, I guess they're a couple. So I have relatives that live in Oregon, and my dad. Um, so my dad, uh, his several of his siblings live in Oregon, still do, and some cousins of mine. So we, I think I was probably about thirteen years old. And we decided we we're gonna go visit them in Oregon. We we're gonna drive. It was kind of like the family truckster. We we're gonna drive this. I mean, we literally had one of those station wagons. And my dad was like, "We're gonna drive to Oregon." So we're like, "Okay." So we drove straight through to Oregon the first time. <laughs> and how far of a drive and, is that? Um, it's like I don't know, two thousand, three thousand miles. I mean, it's like it took us. We drove straight through. It took us two days, I think. You and that's just and that's just days. stopping and you know eating yeah, like, whatever wow. bathroom break stuff. No hotel. No hotel the first time. The second time we learned okay. our lesson. But the first time we decided <laughs> we're gonna drive straight through. So not only was it that, but so we had so here's the scenario. Um, there was several of us in this car. It, it literally, like I said, it reminds me of a vacation movie yeah. every time I think <clears throat> of it. Um, so we've got three people in the front seat. We've got four preteen teenage kids in the middle seat, and then those those old wagons had the the very back where you know had like a little seat that I don't know if you remember this. You're a little young, but yeah. so it had yeah. it had like a third seat basically in the back. Yeah, if it's like a if it's like a classic station wagon like vehicle, yeah, yeah. I I, I don't it, think I've ever rode in one, but yeah, I and then it folds down, and then you can put stuff all your bags and whatever, and so three littler kids in the very back. So we had like, what, nine, ten people in this car. That, so, that is a lot. Yeah, driving straight to Oregon from Iowa. I have, Okay, I, I don't want to interrupt the story, but I do no. have an immediate question because there's not a hotel. Where nope. does sleep occur? Um, 
So, well, and one thing about driving from Iowa to Oregon is you go through, like, Wyoming, which I love Wyoming. It's very pretty. But, I mean, you drive, for, and it, this has been years ago, so I don't know what it's like now if there's more convenience stores or whatever. But, I mean, we'd literally drive hundreds of miles without seeing a store. So, like, when we saw one, we'd be like, I don't care if you have to go to the bathroom or get it, whatever, you're going to go. Like, you're going to do it now and so um so yeah it was just very long and so I think I don't remember exactly but I think what we would do is we'd just find a spot to pull over for like my dad we'd get tired and he'd be like okay we're gonna stop at you know a park or whatever we're gonna pull over for a little bit taking he'd take a little nap all his kids like had blankets and yeah trying to sleep four people in a seat and then three little kids in the back I mean it was crazy and then uh so yeah, we we did that, and then the, a couple other people that were with us, they would also take turns driving a little bit. One of my aunts drove for a mm-hmm. short time, but she was a little scary driving. So <laughs> so yeah, so we had that going on. Plus, one of my cousins got car sick. Oh, no. So I mean, somebody's you, that now, many people in a car, is, somebody's gonna get sick. Now is it like <clears throat> they gotta you gotta pull over and let them hurl? We, like, what are we talking? Yeah, we mm-hmm. did. I he. Okay, I think what he did is he stuck his head out the window and just like... <laughs> <laughs> just let it fly. Just let it fly. Is there any cars behind? I don't think so. I think we were kind of in that remote area where there wasn't yeah. a lot of traffic. But, um, yeah, we just were like, roll the window down. Like, wait, like, we, we have a deadline. We, we can't waste more time. Yeah, just, and, just do it. And luckily it wasn't like a chain reaction thing. I think he just kind of out the window and oh, then God. everything was okay. No, no, nothing happened yeah, he, in the car. He's in the clear back. He's, back seat, he's right? in the middle seat with me, so he's like next to me. Because see, I wonder the danger, because like if depending on the, tra- on the trajectory of the vomit, yeah. what if it flew back? I in was the car? a little worried. Yeah, I was a little right. worried about that. Yeah. But luckily, that didn't. I, I don't think that happened. Because well, nice. I think I would probably remember that. Yeah. Um, I kind of have a short memory, but. <laughs> um, and yeah, so then we did we did cross country. We did do that trip again. Um, a couple years later. Um, so my mom passed away when I was like 14. We decided, my dad decided that we were going to move to Oregon mm-hmm. after that. So we ended up doing this cross country trip again. Um, we have one of my aunts, we stayed, we lived with them while we were out there. Um, I started my freshman year of high school, well, kind of middle freshman year of high school um, at Oregon. And then about two months later, we all decided we missed Iowa and wanted to come back. But luckily on the way there, we did um, stay at hotels the second time. And, and, and <clears throat> if you've already said it once, I just want to make sure I didn't miss it. What What is in Oregon again? Or what, what so, was the reason for going? I think my dad, like, just wanted to be closer to his sisters that were out there okay, so and thought maybe there. just like a new start, maybe. I don't know, something. Did you live there then? Uh, we did for a couple months, oh, okay. but that's all it lasted. And then we all got homesick and decided to truck back to Oregon. And I think we left my one aunt behind that came with um, us. Which part of Oregon? I'm not familiar very um, much with the state. I've never been there. But. They lived, gosh, I can't remember. Um, I want to say they're not too far from like Portland, but it was a smaller town. Like their town was yeah. a little bit bigger than what I grew up in, mm-hmm. but it was still kind of a small town. Well, it's supposed to be very pretty out there. It's very pretty, yeah. yeah. We visited the ocean at one point um, mm. just to see sw- it. Did people swim there? There were some people. So we would yeah. run, like, we ran out to the ocean, mm-hmm. and then we, like, would get it. Because I am, like, kind of freaked out about water. Like, I really? can 
I can play in water and like as long as I can touch the ground, I'm okay. But like you don't deep water, swim? no. Like no. I ca- well, I kind of do, but I just get freaked out by water. So oh, okay. I, gotta, I gotta ask about that. I'm sorry. The, the questions are coming, but so I'm always actually really fascinated about this because I know there are like uh, a lot of adults actually that that are either uncomfortable with swimming, they maybe don't know how to do it, whatever. But was it just something that because of fear you never had swim lessons, or was it just like it, like I just I'm just curious. No, so this is the kind of funny. Um, so when I was younger, um, I didn't really have a fear of swimming. Um, I think what did it all is that I went to, we had one of the parks that, that are, that's close to me. Um, me and a couple of friends went swimming there. They had like a little beach area and I didn't know how to swim, but I was just like, I'll just go out in the water and do this or whatever. Well, I got too far out mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to swim, so I couldn't get myself back. And I just fought my way until I could. And so from that moment on, I'm kind of like, yeah, that water's not really for me. So, I mean, if I'm at a pool and I can touch the ground, I'm okay. Sure. So, like, if I'm at the beach or whatever, like, I'll play at the edge of the water, get my feet wet, and whatever. But, yeah, swimming, not, mm. just not my thing. And no. Water and heights, that's my, that's my Everybody has tonight. fears, though. Yeah. Everybody has fears. I, I'm terrified of, of bees, wasps, bumblebees, anything that flies, basically, and gets close to me, I'm, I'm afraid of, <laughs> I'm afraid of butterflies. So Aw, I love yeah. butterflies. Yeah, my fiance loves butterflies too. Yeah, we have a good story about a butterfly, but I'll have to share that at another another time. But so, what about what about you? Like, what's your uh, your travel horror story? Well, yeah, I got a few. Yeah, I I, I made I made some notes. Okay, <laughs> um, so let's. So yeah, you know, for myself, <laughs> it's not like anything like to the extent of planes, trains, because there's some pretty extreme stuff. I never had to share time like that with a stranger, though. I have. Um, I have had to spend the night in a room before with, like, somebody I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I won't get too specific on that. And, and this has nothing to do with horror stories. I'm just giving some context. Um, for for work and whatnot, um, in the past, I, I've actually done uh, a conference where I've had to share a room with someone I, I don't know because mm-hmm. they're part of the conference that I'm doing and yep. it, it helps with the billing or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they don't want to um, work out too much. Yeah, and, like, it, it can feel... It can feel kind of strange when you're sharing a room with somebody that, like, mm-hmm. you just really don't know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm pretty good with a lot of different people. I can yeah. Talk with, I can talk with a lot of people. Yeah. I'm, I'm comfortable with a lot of people. Yeah. So it wasn't a big deal. But now, um, <clears throat> as far as the horror stories go, I got a few. Um, there might, they might not be that bad. But one, I have a lot of family that lives in Texas. And that's where I was born. So my my aunt, uncle, got some cousins down there. So there's still a lot of my mom's side of the family that's down there. I want to visit Texas. You've never I've never been? been to Texas, but never I would to love Texas. to go to Texas. Oh my god! Not yet. Let's do it someday. Road trip. Yeah. Yeah, let's do let's, it, Texas. Yeah, let's. Yeah. My family has a lake house down there. Hey, that's cool. They do. Yeah. Um, no, that's where George Strait's from. Is, is he yeah, from there? He's from Texas. Yeah. That makes sense. Is yeah. that like the stereotype? Like, like you're from, like, Texas it's, is so country. You know, Texas and Tennessee right? and all that. Yes. He's got, like, a big, like, $6 million house for sale. So, I mean, you can move there and buy See, that. So, Kim, I don't know if you know this. <laughs> um, I don't have $6 million. I, um, I mean, I don't either. But now, maybe I could get pre maybe I could get approved. You might. I don't think I got that kind of credit. I, like, yeah, I don't. My, my or collateral. In, I don't my know. debt to income ratio, collateral, it's not going to justify $6 yeah, million in our place. But it's nice to think about. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, so what I was going to say, so 
my mom, she would she was primarily a single mom. I mean, my dad was in the picture, but you know, they're divorced, uh-huh. so we didn't really have that as far as a family unit. Uh, but when it came to vacations, and it is something that I will appreciate about my mom for forever, and I hope that when I have children, if I do, um, that I will do something like that. Is my mom felt it was very important for us to have a yearly summer vacation. Mm-hmm. Like she really liked the idea of once a year as a family, we got to go away and do something. Yeah, and she was. I, I like that. I really am. I don't know if I mean if she's listening. Hey, mom, thank you for that. It was great. That's very um, good. Yeah. It's something I hope I can have the the fortunate um, means to be able to do that because mm-hmm. not everybody could do that, and, and it wasn't yeah, just so. enough of like you know, hey, like we need to go like out of town. It, <clears throat> she liked the road trip. Oh my yeah, mom, my mom really liked the road trip aspect. Oh, yeah. of it. Don't take a plane, even though I'll be honest, if my mom had the money, we probably would have flew. But I think she did it for financial means, but she also really liked the road trip aspect and I, and I love a good road there's trip. there's nothing like a road trip i mean there's no. the stuff that you <clears throat> see on the way and just just having that time that yes you're in a car and you yeah you got to talk <laughs> yeah and, and and that's the thing when we were younger because i am not i'm trying to think i i'm on the younger side i'm 30 i've, I've said that a few times um, but when we did these trips, I mean, this is before social media, it's mm-hmm. before a lot of that stuff. Yep. We had to talk to each other. Yeah. Um, but at the time when we started doing these trips, I was a little kid and I had my older brother and my younger brother with me, but we did a lot of trips back and forth in my mom's Toyota Camry, which eventually oh, became yep. my hand-me-down car, mm-hmm. but it's not very big. No, they're not very big. <laughs> and, but they're good cars, <laughs> though. They are they're good reliable. cars. The, the, the piece of shit lasted <laughs> for like 250,000 miles mm-hmm. and it had... I, I, I got I to gotta give some love to my old crappy, shitty car. So by the time that POS was sold, <laughs> it had, let's see, cracked windshield, a bunch of the door handles were busted off, it didn't have working AC, CD player didn't have it, busted radio, um, and, and then... And then there were so many engine problems because they had, like, oil leaks and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, this is just a, it's a quick sidetrack, but it's funny. So... I, I drive a Kia Soul now. You see mm-hmm. my car. Yep. I still drive it. Uh, but on the on the morning on the morning where I was gonna take my old POS car to the lot and trade it in, like the thing was on the verge of death. Like yeah. I'm like I don't even know if it's gonna make it yeah. to the lot. It's so bad. And I remember my dad. He was like, okay. He's like, well, I'll meet you and I'll I'll drive the crappy car because he had he's a bit more mechanically savvy than me. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I'll drive your shitty car and then you drive in the Camry because I or the sorry the Kia Soul because I had it for the night before uh-huh. from the from the dealership. And I remember on the morning of like it couldn't start, <sighs> like it was just like it was like <laughs> like you just turn it and then yep. over and then eventually. Eventually, the thing did start, but, like, it just, like, let out a huge bang, and all this blue smoke and shit <laughs> oh, came yeah. out of the exhaust, and my dad was just like, just go! Go! Just like, going, we, 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 like, we, we, like, we gotta go now! Like, I don't know if it'll start up again. And we just drove, and Gun I remember I was just like, Dad, I had him on the cell phone, and I was like, Dad, I'm like, if you gotta run through lights, just do it. Like, I don't care. Just, like, I'll pay for your police ticket. <laughs> like, like, we gotta get this to the dealership. Oh, it, it, it's not gonna make it. Uh, and yeah. I guess if, if the dealership employees are listening, like, I basically knew that I was selling you an obsolete car, <laughs> but you paid for it anyway. Hey. <laughs> you know, those old cars are good. Like, I, I, have a, I have a Toyota story similar to that. Um, I won't take too long, but... Yeah, you're good. So, I was in an accident with my car. Very reliable car. I don't even remember how many miles it had on it at the time of the accident. Uh, the whole back end of the car was crushed into almost 
past the back seat, so it was almost to the crushed in half, basically. And we actually, we, we have a friend that has a body shop and took it to him. And, you know, we're just, you know, pretty young and newly married. So we're not, you know, loaded with money. So we're trying to like figure out what's the most easy way to replace this car or fix this car or whatever. And we found another car and he literally cut the car in half and replaced the back half of the car. So what? Those old cars are like really reliable. I mean, I yeah. still remember that car and I drove it forever until it finally just, yeah, I mean, it started having a bunch of yeah. issues. And I, I was just raised that when you get a car, drive it till it's in the dirt. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah just, me I too. mean, but, but there is a fine line though because if it eventually becomes like overly expensive to repair, well, then it doesn't make sense to dump a bunch of money in yeah. the box. Like, you need to be economic. Yeah, like if you know it's just going to keep breaking down every week. Yeah, no. but. The reason I bring up the, the POS Toyota Camry in reference with this Texas trip is where we go in Texas, it's about a 13, 14 hour drive, which you can do in a day. When we were kids, though, my mom would want us to stay the night at the hotel, usually around Kansas area, because it was hard on the kids. I don't uh-huh. think she wanted us to do that. So thank you again, mom. Um, but one of the early trips I remember, so we got my mom in the front, stepdad in the front seat, and I got my three, you know, one brother on the side. I'm in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't get a good, I didn't get the window seat. Yeah. But my little brother was such a shit. I'm, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him out. He knows this. I'm, I'm still upset <laughs> about this to this day. So he was probably like two or three or something, some little baby age or mm-hmm. maybe a little past an infant. But he kept biting me. <laughs> he kept biting me and like he, he wouldn't stop and so like I kind of like Thomas stop it like I, I don't even know how old I was I was a kid mm-hmm. but he kept, he kept biting me he kept biting me and and my and his dad my stepdad's just like shut up like let him do it yeah they're like, trying just, to drive and like they're like you shut the hell up back there and just like like let him do his thing mm-hmm. and I swear to God Kim by the time I got down to Texas I had a vampire feeding on my arm I had freaking <laughs> blood marks and bite marks oh, all, all up and down my arm it was horrible oh, that's so bad. he fed on me he just chewed on me like a freaking dog. And it, and it was awful. It was awful. And that happened, I think, for like at least two years because, you know, he's, he's the baby. For... Is, he, is he still a vampire? Or Thankfully, no. I don't I don't think he tries to bite people anymore. Okay. Um, I, I figured I he probably know. grew out of that stage, but I, you know, I, I, some, I don't know. I would freaking hope, unless he, like, does something with his girlfriend, but, like, that's, uh, yeah, you, <laughs> I, I don't even know That's a different, that. that's a different podcast. I, I, I don't even know about my family, <laughs> uh, what they do in that department. Um, but, so this was always a road trip that we would make to our family's lake house in Texas. Mm-hmm. And that, that lake house is still there. It's still in the family, which I'm very happy about. Um, I have a lot of great memories there. However, mm-hmm. it's an older place. Um, and some, awesome. well, some lake houses are like really nice mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's at Lake Tyler. So it's in Tyler, Texas to give you some okay. context. Yep. I've heard of it. Yeah. Know, some people don't know where that's at. I've heard of, I've heard of Tyler, Texas. a few hours I've south of Dallas. Okay. Just put it that way. Um, it's a nice lake. It's on Lake Tyler. Um, but there's some, there's some pretty richy rich places that mm-hmm. are pretty nice, but for there, it's actually a neat story and I might be botching the history a little bit, but it's an old 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 lake house and it, it's got a lot of bedrooms i think there's like five or six bedrooms in the thing it's, wow. it's not like it's big it doesn't seem big on the outside but there's there's a lot of little rooms and mm-hmm. whatnot for people to sleep in there's these little twin beds so that you can fit a cool. lot of people yeah. um and i think it used to be an old uh, military barracks actually oh, cool. I, yeah. I found that out i don't know when i heard that i could be full of shit i don't know um but anyways because it's old and it's mainly used as a vacation-type house. Mm-hmm. It's not like people are staying there year-round. 
which that meant there was a lot of big roaches. A lot of big Ooh, roaches. Nice. And that's still a thing that happens. Like the last time I went there, probably maybe been like two or three years, you always had to watch out for the roaches at night. And so that was always a travel thing where I was just like, I was afraid to get up in the middle of the night because I'm like, there's going to be a big roach. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to step on it. It's going to be like out. on your face or something. I get really freaked out about bugs. Oh, <laughs> Clarice is back. Very cool. She <laughs> seems to like... Uh, White Claw? Yeah, she like she Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I've never given her that before. Mm-hmm. She, Are you sure? I don't know. I don't think so. Though she can be kind of mischievous. That's all right. Yeah. How are you, how are you doing? Curious like a cat. She does like That's to sit on this futon. Often, yeah, yeah, see, she's probably gonna get comfortable. Yeah, she, she, she might be staying here. Okay, all right, that's, that's good. What, that's what we're doing. Yeah, three's a good crowd. Yeah, um, okay, I got two more quick. So, okay. one, uh, the longest flight delay I ever had was in New Orleans. Um, I, this was with an ex girlfriend, um, but I went down there. Um, her family, her cousin was getting married or something like that, so we were at New Orleans, that area, but on the way back. Um, we missed our flight because we mm-hmm. didn't return the car. We mm-hmm. had rented a car and we didn't realize how much time it. Hey, hey, what are you doing? You can you can lay there. Just don't don't do that. Uh, <laughs> Scratching <sorry>. post. <laughs> oh, okay, see, I, I ruined it. Now now she's like you. <laughs> no, she's, no, she's. Um, but no, we were delayed at this airport. I think for like ten hours. Oh, jeez. And we had to stay there. And I just remember like. I, I feel very uncomfortable sleeping in airports. I just think someone's going to steal my luggage or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that was pretty bad. But then the, the last one I have is my my fiance right now. Uh, when she was here, this was in 2019, we, we took a road trip to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And we stayed there for about two or three days. We did an Airbnb. And it's actually one of the best trips I've ever had in my life. I mean, I guess maybe yeah. that's maybe that's part of the reason I'm marrying her. I'm just like, oh, I'm like, she, yeah. she's amazing. She is fun to, because I'm sure you can relate to this, Kim. The first time you take a trip with your significant other, it's, you know, that's, that's kind of a step yeah, in a relationship. A you're, thing, you're, you're, yeah. you're spending some time. You're spending the night. It's, uh, yeah, spend like a long amount of time. You, you learn a lot about yeah. each other and like how you operate. Yeah. Um, but it was the first one we did, but we took a lift. So not Uber, but the app Lyft, if you're, I don't oh, know if you're yeah. familiar yep, with I know this, but it's a, it's a service just like Uber. We took this ride and we were going to go to the zoo. We we're going to go to the zoo in Chicago, um, Lincoln Park Zoo, I believe. Mm-hmm. And... So we're riding with this guy, and he's super nice, super nice dude, very personable, nice, not overly talkative, like the ideal driver you would want. Mm-hmm. He's a very nice guy, um, but he rear-ended somebody. Oh. He rear-ended somebody, and we were like a block, maybe like less than a block from the zoo, and we just felt bad. Like, we are just mm-hmm. like, oh, God, like, what was that? Yeah, like, like, he, like, he just, like, he clipped somebody on the back of a turn, mm-hmm. and, and what's worse is, like, there was a baby in the lady's car oh. and all this, and, like, Isola and I were just like, do you want us to stay? Because, like, he felt bad, but it, mm-hmm. he didn't mean to do it. And yeah. It wasn't, like, a bad thing, accident, but he, yeah. he rear-ended him for sure. Um, and I just remember, like, I'll never forget, like, we, he's just like, no, nah. I was like, you guys just go. Just just go to the zoo. I'm like, <laughs> what? And I, just like, and I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, I, I can't really get you closer. I like, I got I to gotta stay here for insurance, mm-hmm. and I got to check, check, and I'm like, yeah, we're just going to leave the scene of an accident? Like, Okay. Like, but but we did, cause like there were witnesses and but like it just it felt so strange. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I can stay. I'm like, yeah, and, and we we gave the guy a good review. Yeah, he didn't mean to do it. <laughs> yeah, you know we said that it yeah, happened and, whatnot, and we got credited back. I didn't have to pay for the ride. 
Um, so I guess that happens. Like the the somehow the service like determines when an accident happens, and they just automatically refund you. Oh. But I just I felt really bad for that guy, but it was just an interesting yeah. thing. I, I left the scene of an accident um, to go to a zoo. Mm-hmm. It was just I don't know, not really a horror wow. story, but it's an interesting one. One you'll always remember, yeah. So <clears throat> I gotta talk oh. about some creative sequences. Okay. That are in this movie. So yeah, um, let's do it. In particular, now this is a bit more of the maybe not so obvious ones. Clarice, I swear to God, if you start using my futon as a scratch post again. Okay, you seem to be she's, perched she's, on there. It's, it's all right. She's just relaxing. Yep. She's good. She's good. Um, so, do you remember early on in the movie, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, that when Neil Page, he's, he's waiting at the Chicago O'Hare Airport, and he's sitting across from Dell, and they're kind of looking at each other, oh. but he's like, I'm not really sure who this guy is. Uh-huh. Like, I, I think he's familiar. You know, like, he's reading his book, and he's, like, yeah, looking over. Yeah, the Canadian over Mounted, which I'll never forget. That's some weird Canadian yeah. sex novel he's reading. I, I don't know why. I always found he's it Canadian. funny. He's Canadian. He is Canadian, so it's, it, it is, is funny. But, yeah, he's, like, peering over the top of his and, book. Yeah, and, and, they're, and they're looking at each other, and it's one of my favorite edits in movie <laughs> history where he's looking, and then all of a sudden it just cuts to his face in the cab when he opened the door uh-huh. earlier in the movie and he's just like boom <laughs> like just has like this pure deer in the headlights look and the funny thing is they both get that look at the same not not the same look but yeah. they both it's like the light bulb go well i think i think um neil i think he yeah. he knows who he is right off because he's like that's the guy that stole my cab yeah and then the you know john candy's like sitting there kind of like hmm. i know this guy and he's trying to figure it out and then all of a sudden like they both he, he, like Steve Martin's just kind of he sees the the yep. moment the light bulb goes off. But here's what, but here's what I appreciate, and this is a this is definitely a technical film thing that I never have heard anybody talk about this, but I gotta give it an, I gotta give it a shout out. It's an amazing edit because if you pay close attention, you might have to pause it when you get to the scene because it's so quick. So when he's remembering him, it shows the cab door. It shows mm-hmm. Dell. He's wearing the clothes he was wearing then. And he's going like, boo. He's making that, mm-hmm. that, that dumb face. Yeah. But if you pay attention, it's photoshopped in there. So the background is not the cab. It's mm. still the airport lounge. So he's just remembering just the still of him, but he's still in the context of the entire airport. Yeah, okay. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. See, I'm I'm, I'm gonna bring up a visual of. I was it gonna here say, yeah, so I'm gonna... that you can see it because you gotta see it to appreciate it. But it, like, it's such a little thing, but it's a creative touch I... that's so so yeah, smart. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I gotta bring it up. Here. It does sound familiar. Uh, let's see. So Steve, oh my gosh, Steve Martin remembers <laughs> John Candy. Planes, trains. That's got to come up, right? Yeah, I mean, it's got to come up. I think. Okay, so, so we're gonna, yeah, fill the air while I'm looking for this. Yeah, so we're it. we're just perusing a bunch of pictures from this. Um, yeah, I I I always love that part because he just it's funny when he's just he's like trying. He, I know you. I I know you from somewhere. And he's all he's being all friendly about it and. And Neil's just over there, like, mm-hmm, yeah, you're the jerk that stole my cat. I, <laughs> I, 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 I got, I got, I'm, I'm, looking up, I'm looking up the clip. I got, I yeah, got you're just gonna it. have, yeah, I think yeah, we're just gonna have to, like, the only way see I the clip. Uh, let's see, keep, keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> keep talking. This is, uh, this is really a good, a good um, clip. I don't know if we're gonna be. I don't know. Are we gonna be able to find it? Or find it? Like it's such a little. It, 
Okay, there's a hurt thing. Hey, yeah, no, 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 I don't. My gosh, I cannot be the only person that appreciates this. <laughs> Maybe I am. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Maybe. I don't think I'm going to find it. No, I think it's. Oh, wait, yes. Oh, oh there it yes, is. Yes, yep. yes, 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 yes. Okay. Welcome to the Disney Oh, my gosh. Oh. We don't care about the Disney bundle. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah, you got to get through all there the. There we go. I don't, because I don't care about the audio here. So let me skip Yeah, ahead. we just, yeah, we want to see the visual of. Right. Okay. So. Oh. I think they I, skipped it. It's like right before oh, this. Yeah, they literally, what are you they doing? They skipped movie? the whole thing. It's for, oh my gosh, I can. Okay, apparently no one else, no one else apparently saw that. Un unbelievable. They apparently they didn't appreciate the that part of it. All right. But, well, the next time you go back, when he has the brief yeah, instance to... where he remembers him, I'm telling you, mm -hmm. pause it. And pay attention to the background because okay. it's just the airport. It's not the cab. Okay. Yep. I love it. I yeah. I'm gonna have to watch that a little closer because I I do remember the part you're talking about, but I guess I okay. I just was maybe focused on his face, so I didn't even see like the background of what he was. It's okay. But yeah, so he yes he was remembering his feel, but he had he, he was the, in that he was in a different place, yeah. but he was in the in the current yes. place at the same but it's time. one of the reasons i like this movie is because you would or ordinarily you could just cut right back to that scene mm -hmm. you could just do a quick cut and just show that and the audience would probably be fine yeah but the director director and writer same guy chose because he probably thought it would be funnier to just do it like that and mm -hmm. it's a bit more realistic because sometimes mm -hmm. when people are remembering people they're not remembering the entirety around them no they just remember the person no and now you say that i do remember something looked different like yes. when they showed <laughs> yeah when it showed his face remembering after, that it did look kind of different yeah i'm gonna if, if we have some time i i may i may try to find it after after this but it, it's okay look it up i promise yeah it's good. yeah now the key creative sequence is the satanic car accident where <laughs> yes. john candy turns into the devil not they, funny but funny yeah it is it's pretty damn funny yeah um I gotta hear just your take on that scene where it's like you're going the wrong way. He's just like, how how would how the hell would he know where we're going? That's, I know that was so funny because they're driving. He's like, what what are they? Saying? Oh, he's like they're no, they he's, they're going the wrong way. And no, he's, like, he's he's drunk. How would we? How would he know where we're going? And he's like, Steve Martin. Yeah yeah. How would he know where we're going? And then it's like they're just totally like oblivious to it and he's yeah he's like throwing the like oh yeah he's drunk and whatever and they're you're gonna kill somebody and then steve martin looks down and he's like sees you know he he sees that they're going the wrong way and then all of a sudden he's like looking around and the, and the, the, the music is perfect for that scene because it's just Dun, 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 dun. And oh he's trying to do the, he's trying to do the, like, yell, but he's he can't like, get it out. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know you've had that where you're, like, trying to, like, get somebody's attention and you don't even, yeah. And it's so great because when it goes through, it, it's, it's, such a, it's such a creative sequence because <laughs> it does a brief still frame where, like, the scene just pauses, like, right when the lights are right up there. It's just, uh -huh. if you notice, it pauses for, like, a split second because yep. it's like, they're going to die. And they go through, and they're just like, ah, they're winding and through. Just... And then the whole lighting changes. He looks over. Dell is Satan. And, like, and, and it's not, skeleton like. skeleton face. And... Well, and, but, and, then, and it's funny, too, because, like, they didn't try to, like, go all out and, like, put a ton of prosthetics on John mm -hmm. Keeney. They just put, like, a little clip on Satanic Yeah, gears, it was, like, a little costume Put some makeup on. Probably put some LED lights to, like, make yeah. him look red and, and evil. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. 
<laughs> and then they like somehow squeeze in between the two semis in that car, and then they get out, and he's like, "Oh, oh, this ain't that bad. This, oh, you know, yeah, they'll, it'll, they'll it'll be able to buff that out." <laughs> what I do, so what I, and again, like it's one of the best sequences in the movie because. <laughs> It's great from a creative standpoint because you just see Steve Martin is just purely horrified. He's like, I'm yeah. going to die. Yeah, he's like not he thinking even... clearly. John Candy would be the devil in that scene. He's like, you just drove me down a freaking <laughs> yeah, like, He's like, I'm just going to go. I'm going to like, I'm gonna ride this out and see what happens. Because what what can you do in that instance? I mean, you're just like, what do you what But do you then do? what I love is like when the car breaks, right? When they get out, it's mm-hmm. just, <laughs> and you just see the trunk. It just goes flying, <laughs> yeah. and there's no audio, there's no nothing. You're just like, there goes all his shit. And they're just <laughs> watching, yeah. Just... And then they stop, and they're both like absolutely horrified. I mean, mm-hmm. John Candy's horrified; they both are. But then Steve Martin, he has his fingers <laughs> on the dash, like and he's just like, <laughs> they're like, just, <laughs> they're they're so tight in there. <laughs> And I think I think John Candy destroys the steering wheel. Like he just like he gripped it. Yeah, so I tight think he's just fear. Yeah. I do, I do think if I was in that, that is probably just a white knuckle situation. If oh. there ever is one, you just pray for dear God that you're oh. not going to die. I mean, ask my husband every time I'm on I-80, we, yeah, that's me. I'm like, like, do you I, just, do you just get nervous around like the semis yeah, or just because like every, of the traffic? Well, everything, like just everybody like flying and then you're trying to like fly up on people and try to go around and they're flying up on you and then People are cutting over in front of you, and they're, yeah, just, oh, it's just bad. Yeah, yeah, no, so it's, uh, I'm always, like, white-knuckling the, I know. I'm grabbing, like, the, oh, shit, handle. <laughs> well, and then, and then another scene, because it's, it's just, like, they're so close together, but the car burns on fire. Slow, yeah. Shortly. I, well, it is, you, yeah, it, it is it, shortly it after that. It smolders yeah. for a little bit. We talked about, um, yeah. a little bit, you can kind of, uh, my son pointed this out the other night when we were watching it, that... You can actually see some of the smoke billowing a little bit in the yeah. back seat from the cigarette laying there. Because, you know, it's it's been back there for a while at yeah. that point. Attention to detail. Yeah. It's good. So. Um, but, what, but what I love, I mean, apart from, like, they're just, I mean, they're so relieved to be alive mm-hmm. at that point. And the, and the trip's so badly gone to shit from the bus ride, from the train not working and yeah, everything. Yeah, they're like, at this point, they're like, what else could go wrong? And, like, that's, what? and that's what's great, because when the car <laughs> catches on fire, you know, they do that slow turn. They're just like, eh. It's on fire. Uh-huh. And they that. both, they, each one turns and looks back, and then the other one turns and looks back. And But then in a very in a very comedic <laughs> way, I mean, I love it, is when he, he finds out that Dell was not able to rent the car due to his shower curtain ring skills. Mm-hmm. He had Steve Martin's credit card. Mm-hmm. He did. He didn't mean to, but, you know, the man yeah. was desperate. Yeah, he, he, he needed... needed the car, and this was back in the 80s. They're not going to, like, you can get away with that. Mm-hmm. Um. But then I love when he grabs him by the shoulder. It's just like, uh, I don't remember exactly what he says. He's like, give it back. Like his wallet. He's just like, because <laughs> like, <laughs> he like shakes him around uh-huh. in his big stuffy parka. Yeah. And it's just such a silly thing that they mm-hmm. focus on him moving yeah. around like that. Yep. I always appreciate that. I laugh yeah. my ass off when I see that. And then, of course, he's like, I can't. <laughs> He's like, I can't. He's just like, why not? Because I put it back into your your wallet. That's in the. It's in the. He put it in the glove box. And, and of then course. of course he's like, are you mad at me? And then nothing. Then oh, he gets slugged. Right. In the, I'd oh, be pissed man, off just too. Out of the blue, just yeah, just like that. Okay, so uh, this was something that I had prepared before. I think it's as, as fitting time as any. Um, because after this scene, not that I, I guess we're doing scene by scene breakdown, 
They get to this motel. They're pretty pissed at each other. Mm-hmm. They want to get separate rooms. John Candy tries to get a room with a Casio. It's a Casio. Yeah, his... Yeah, he like, puts it <laughs> on do and it. does it's like the... A, like, very, very good sales yeah, technique. Like the, the show is $2 Casio. Nice. Yeah, like this... But that's actually a really heartfelt scene, though. Yeah. Because he's out in the car. That's when you're... I know. We might as well get to this part quick, but you start to get the sense that his wife... The situation with his wife, I won't spoil it to the end, mm-hmm. but we don't know what's going on with his wife, but it seems like maybe he hasn't talked with his wife for a while because mm-hmm. he's talking to himself, talking to his talking wife. Talking to her. Yeah. Talking to her. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a sad scene, but in the scene, when he eventually gets into the room, uh, they start enjoying some shooters of booze. They do. Now, <laughs> yeah. I tried to maybe locate one, because I don't always do this on, on the podcast, but I was trying to be fitting for the movie. Um, I, I got a little, just a little bit of whiskey. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's all right? I mean, you know, we got to stay true to the, the film, you know. Okay. I'm going to get it ready, but I need you to, when you talk about how you would sell what what would you sell to get a hotel room like like are you gonna sell do you have a nice watch oh my gosh i don't know like i don't i don't even wear a watch right now but they get in the way when i, I type I, I don't like that i don't know like i don't i'm not a big jewelry person so the only thing i got on right now is like my wedding ring so and i couldn't do that because i don't think that's you know it's my it. wedding ring and I, I really don't know. Like, if I have to go off what I'm wearing right now and I was in that situation, I'd be like, I don't, can you can have my sweater? I don't know. My, my socks. <laughs> I really don't have anything right now. Um, I guess if I was a little more, I don't know, I'd, I'd sell them my cell phone because I really don't, I don't need it that bad. Um, I don't know. What would you, what would you well, pawn if you were trying to. If I if it's just like if it's just literally the clothes or the materials off my back and not to get terrible, but I'm not going to do any favors of that <laughs> of the bad kind because in some situations people could consider that a, a thing. Yeah, you could sell. I mean that's we're not talking about that. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. No, but yeah, uh, let I'm me not, think. I'm not gonna, um, I, I'd rather just yeah, I'd rather just. Find I don't it. know. I'd probably be screwed. Some I, I got a smartwatch, but I don't wear it that often. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have any. Maybe. I don't even have like a money clip. People don't even. Yeah, do like that. I don't. I don't, I don't have any. Don't like the other day, anymore. I had a dime in my pocket because I found it on the ground. But that's. I think this one has less in it. No, oh, that's. And and, and I don't because see, like, I don't have like shot glasses. See, you know? like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't, really look I don't. But so, in honor of planes, trains, like great John Candy, and if you've experienced hotel hell, uh, we're just gonna take a. I, I don't even know, normally admit this, but it's okay. We're adults. We're, we're fine. We're, we're both over the age of 21. Yes. Disclaimer. Not being, so we're not we being are. bad, uh, but just a little teeny bit of whiskey. Cheers, Kim. Cheers. <coughs> I think I just spilled some. As, as John Candy says, wow. <laughs> uh, I actually, wow. That's yeah. A, no, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's kind that's of a, bad. it's kind of a holiday Taste. It's a, yeah, it's a little, it's a little, oh my gosh, I just had like three pop-ups come up on the same time. Oh, <laughs> what, no, oh my gosh. Oh, what? they're trying to show you something else. I don't know. They, maybe they found that um, clip of Before, the movie. They, they did. Okay, stop, stop now the it's, pop-ups. Okay. Now it's gonna, yeah. All right. 
I appreciate that. Appreciate yeah. you doing that. Yeah. That's good. Thanks for, and thanks for thinking about that. That was nice to kind of have that uh, little, I, little part of the movie that we could well, generally speak. Well, generally speaking, I, I, anytime I have a guest on, I actually try to, you know, I just want them to be comfortable. I'm not saying I get people bombed. I don't do anything like that. But sometimes I'll be like, hey, like if you want something, like if you want something to drink beforehand, just to kind of mm-hmm. loosen you up a little bit, like that, that's not a big deal. I'll give you some food, do whatever. Yeah, this you know, is, pretty I mean, easy. you know, we haven't, we haven't been drinking. This is the first, no. the first drink we've had. That, this is true. This is <laughs> so, true. So, you know, we're, we're, we're doing now, pretty Kim, good. Now, Kim, this leads us to the next scene. The, the car rental scene. Okay. It is hands down the scene that gave this movie an r rating because there's literally no use of the f word beforehand in fact the mpaa uh if you know anything about how ratings get established on films uh, i believe there was some whiff of someone trying to even put it past an r rating because Mm -hmm. i believe it's 13 or 14 uh disclaimer fucks that are in the movie yeah there there's yeah i mean we could count them i guess but it's a lot it'd be a little hard though but it is interesting, and I heard Steve Martin talk about this in an interview that he gave about the scene where he's like, it's interesting. He's like, when the movie came out, no one complained. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a bunch of like uproar of like, how dare you, how dare you, because it fit with the story. It, it made sense because yeah, the character was at their breaking point. Yeah. It felt relatable. And <clears throat> if you think about it, when he is delivering all those F-bombs, it's... Not even really like in a derogatory way. He's just no, pissed. No, he's, he's just frustrated. He, he is that guy that has just reached his breaking point. Yeah. Like he's, you know, he's gone through this whole day of hell and he's. <laughs> days. <laughs> he, days. Days of hell. Days of hell. <laughs> yeah. And he's, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he gets to the place and he's like, I got my ticket and my car's not here. Of course. I mean, of course. Absolutely. Like, why Why would the car be there, you know, at this point? And then he has to trudge through the snow, and he falls down the hill, and he, whatever, about gets hit by a truck, gets sloshed with slushy mud and snow. I mean, he's just at his limit. And, I mean, there's days where people get that way. I mean, I've had days where it's like, yeah. I just give me one more thing, and I'm going to go off. So, well, yeah, I think it just, people understood. Like, they've, they've all been there. Everybody's had that that point where they're like, "Yeah, I just I want to scream," but then you I, try to be nice. Well, and when he's and, doing it, it's just like it's the only word he can think of. It yeah, just simplifies. it's like it just comes out. Like yes, it, it, but I do love that it starts with the and, and she's been in John Hughes movies before. I can't think of the actress's name, um, but the, the wonderful character actor that plays the secretary <laughs> is just like, "Oh, hello, Marjorie." Yeah, I, I, and and she's being rude because like there's a line of people yeah, she's, she's talking about Thanksgiving plans on the phone. Yeah, like and then she does like the little turkey like gobble gobble gobble. Yeah, she's like, gobble gobble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's like and everybody's just standing there like, like and she's uh, not even looking at everybody. She's just like oh yeah oh and then you know oh I gotta go because like I, I'm being I mean, I'm being inconvenienced uh, because I'm supposed to help these people. <laughs> okay, I, I now Kim, I don't know if I'm going to be shooting myself in the foot here, if this will be bad, but I really, I'm really tempted to quote the scene. I think you do, should. Do you See, think it's I, bad? So I, I mean, I'm not condoning swearing, but yeah, I'm. A I don't person, want to offend my audience. I am a person that I feel like if you're going to swear, you might as well just do the granddaddy and yeah. just throw the f bomb because yeah. I don't really like any of the other words. So I, if I'm going to swear, that's what the word I'm going to throw out. So yeah. I mean, I think if you're going to talk about this movie, you, you I mean, it's just in do the it. movie. 
It's in yeah, the movie. I, I didn't I'm, come up with this. And I'm going to be really there. impressed if you actually can get it down. Like, are you going to do like the play by play, or you got it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to. I mean, I'm not saying like I do like a bunch of impressions, but let me get the exact quote up on here. Okay. And, and I'm gonna try to do my best to deliver it as, I, as much as I, would, I remember. I, I would I really enjoy seeing that. Yeah. I, I think I think it's gonna be good. Because this this is this is part of the movie that I, it it just always makes me laugh, and I it's one of the most memorable parts of the movie, even though it's just so simple. It's just, he's just ticked off, but it's, it's one of the best parts of the movie, I feel like. You gotta, you gotta get, he's gotta get his frustration out somehow, <laughs> and if that's the way he's gonna do it, then I, so be it, I guess. I mean, we've all been there. So, yeah, let's, let's. I, I gotta bring it, I gotta bring it up here. All right, let's, uh. I don't wanna see this book, but, okay, <laughs> hang on. You, you gotta love, you gotta love. Google search. Sometimes it brings, yeah. it's so funny, sometimes it brings exactly what you're looking for, and then other times you're like, what in the All hell right. is going on here? I think I, think I got <laughs> this. So, you know, this is, this is going to be fun, Kim. Right. You want to do a little role playing? You want to yeah, be the, you, I, got, I got the script right up oh, here. Okay, yeah, let, let, let's do this. Well, geez, I didn't wear my glasses. Okay, that's okay. Here, I'm going to, let me, let me pull this back a little bit. I think people can still hear. Okay. Oops, sorry. So here, no, no, it's all right. So. I come in. I'm pissed off. You are car rental agent. Let's see okay, how. Okay, you, you, you can go you ahead and start. Go? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Welcome to Marathon. May I help you? Yes. How may I help you? You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. And then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere to fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to walk down a fucking runway to come back here and watch you smile at my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now. I mean, I see your rental agreement. I threw it away. Oh boy. Oh boy, what? fucked <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not, I think we got it I think I think we I think we got I think we're it ready for Hollywood now yeah let's, let's I, I, I'm not putting in the bleep button or anything like that you know what you're getting into this is a movie from 1987 I, come on I, I don't think anybody that's watched this movie that loves this movie which I mean how can you watch this movie and not love it I don't think anybody that's watched this movie can like everybody's gonna reference this scene like yes I yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. I don't know a lot of movies that have dropped that many F-bombs so no. so quickly together. It's, Maybe it's, Scarface. Yeah. I mean, especially yeah. from the guy in the movie that he doesn't strike me as a guy that probably swears a whole lot. He probably... No, he's a pretty timid He's guy. pretty timid. He's pretty businessy and like... Business straight class forward. Guy. Yeah, he's kind yeah. of like... Yeah, like office corporate. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. kind of that guy. He doesn't strike me as no. the type to just, you know, throw the F-bomb out every, you know, five seconds. But his delivery so is fantastic when it, he does it. It is. Like, he just <laughs> is, like, right on. Like... <laughs> so... So, I do, lo- I do love that scene. There's a lot of other scenes we can talk about, but I do think we need to get into the heart. Mm-hmm. of planes trains because that is yeah. it's one of the reasons why i think this movie is it has the lasting power it does it was released um 
I actually had it in my notes here. It was released on November 25th. Okay, so it was so, I mean, pretty much they, Thanksgiving. They, yes, they, they <clears throat> knew the Thanksgiving parallels, and mm-hmm. of course it's taking place during Thanksgiving, so it's most definitely a Thanksgiving movie. Mm-hmm. But what I want to ask you, Kim, is broadly speaking, when you think about compassion for others and what this movie says about compassion, what, what comes to mind? So this, this movie and this, you know, the scenes at the, the end for sure. I mean, especially with, with Dell, like he, you, like you mentioned earlier, his, the thing about his wife at at this point, I mean, if we've seen it, we know what kind of what goes on, but you know, for the person that's watching it for the first time, you're kind of wondering, you know. Did you know when you watched for the first time, if you remember, like, if, like, something was up or did you suspect that there would be a twist? I, sus- I kind of suspected um, after watching it for a while and just kind of the way he was talking. But at first, like, at the very first, I didn't. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, he's just, he's trying to get home for whatever reason. He's on the road and stranded mm-hmm. somewhere, too, just like, yeah. you know, Neil. But, um. And then, yeah, after a while, and especially the point where he, you know, they're sitting at the, at the, you know, the restaurant, and he's like, I haven't been home in years. Yeah. And that's kind of the point where you're like. Hmm, that's weird. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of odd that he says that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, just, I don't know. There's just so much with him, especially. I mean, there's a part in there where, um, I think it's the part where they're sitting and having their drinks at the hotel room. Mm-hmm. And uh, he... You know, they're, you know, Neil's like, you know, talking about his wife home and, you know, waiting for him to get home and she she's going to have this elaborate separate, you know, like Thanksgiving dinner and stuff ready and everything's going to be ready when he gets home and he's going to be welcomed home and everything. And, you know, he's like to the wives and, you know, and, and he's like, yeah, yeah, to the wives and, you know, talking about it. And he's like, yeah, you, you love your wife, right? You know, and he's like, you know, love's not a strong enough word for how I feel about my wife. And at that point, you're just kind of like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just know. Because, like, the way, because previous to that, he was, again, sitting in his car, freezing out there and talking, you know, kind of talking to his wife. But, but like, that's, that says a lot about him, though, too, as a character. Because some people would be like, let me in, goddammit. Like, mm-hmm. like, they'd be pissed. Yeah. He was willing to accept. He's like, I pissed this guy off. I deserve yeah. to freeze. Yeah, it's like he just takes, it's kind of like when, you know, yeah. we were talking earlier about how he just takes the in-your-face, like, you yeah. suck. You know, I mean, he's just basically telling him, like, he's a really... what a stupid, you know, idiot and whatever you are. And yeah. he just, he's he's that, like you said, he sat there and he, he listened to it. He let him finish his ranting about yeah. what a annoying person he is and then he was like you know i think it takes i mean again to touch back on that but i mean it it takes such a strong person to Mm -hmm. take that to take that direct level of personal criticism and not crumble yeah like i don't i've never yeah it's to not fight it to just be like hey yeah this is apparently i've offended this guy or pissed him off or whatever and then yeah to for him to like go to the hotel room and he actually i mean he was fully prepared to spend the night in that car like trying to figure out how how am i going to sleep in here without freezing to death but at the same time he's like i'm not going to go trouble him because i've already apparently yeah wore out my welcome (laughs) no he accepted it but i mean that's part of the reason why it's such a brilliant movie Mm -hmm. the characters are very well written this is not just a you know mindless comedy yeah it's 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 very character driven and yeah. the characters 
are real people. I mean, they're so they're so well written. I can't understate that. Yeah, um, they are very. But when I when I think about when I think about compassion in this, because it's impossible not, especially when you get to the end, it's such a tearjerker. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. But I don't know. It, it it makes me think of like you know your own life, and and you see other people out there, and I I just wonder. Now, granted, this was at a different time. This is in the '80s when this happened, but. And I don't want to come off as like a downer, but I don't know how many people would help out a total stranger like that. Mm-hmm. That would just really take a chance. Just, yeah. just really take. I don't even. I don't even like to say the word "take pity" on someone. I don't like to say that, but yeah. I don't know. I just. I think this movie has such a great message about compassion, and that it's just I, like everybody needs mercy. I love. I mean, I yeah, I love that because. It, you know, we, de- yeah, we definitely live in a different time now and it's, it's sad. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't see people, there's still your people out there that are willing to do whatever they can to help. Um, I know both of us would be, yeah. be that person too. Um, but there's so many that aren't, I mean, it's kind of like all about me, 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 you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, this day and age, I mean, I, I'd like to think that there's people out there that would do this kind of thing. Um, I, I know if I was in this situation, I would, yeah. I mean, especially after a while they i mean they've they really spent quite a while <laughs> they've got yeah. to know each other in such a short amount of time well, and, and, but and, you know it's interesting you said that you said get to know each other in such a short amount of time mm-hmm. it's one of the things i'm always extremely fascinated with by by actors and, and people in their trade it doesn't matter if it's a comedy or drama or whatever people generally speaking on movies are getting together for a short period of mm-hmm. time and they are sometimes telling very intimate stories, sometimes not. It's funny, yeah. but you have to get close with people that you're not with that much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, similar to planes, trains, and automobiles, I, I, I do think that you could you could share compassion with somebody that that needs it, even if it's someone you don't know very well. Yeah. Uh, because they don't know each other well. They've known each other a couple of days. Yeah. And even then it's like it's not like they're talking about each other's like past all that often or they're talking about where'd you grow up or what do you yeah they yeah they haven't really got to know each other's backstories about you know they know obviously they know they're married and they know they have kids or whatever yeah but um yeah and and another thing is too it it brings up you know first impressions of people because if he you know it could have easily been in the real world it could have been like oh this guy you know like these two guys they yeah. you know he stole my cab and then he's annoying me and he's mm-hmm. this and that and you know in the real world maybe he maybe it wouldn't have happened they he yeah. would have just been like i'm avoiding this guy i don't want anything to do with him first impressions whatever mm-hmm. but i've had even in real life experience myself like you meet a person and your first impression of them is like eh, a little bit off you know like i don't yeah. know but then you see him and talk to him again, and you find out that what an amazing person they are. And you're like, if I would have not given this person a chance, you know, yeah. it's kind of like. First impressions are a tough thing. I, I feel like the, the most context that you hear about that is usually in the professional setting. Mm-hmm. I, like, I almost like never hear anybody like talk about the importance of first impressions outside of business. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, it's, it is an interesting thing because. I think there's been people in my life where, yeah, upon pers- uh, uh, sorry, upon first impression, I'm just like, ah, like, I don't like them. Like, mm, mm-hmm. whatever. Like they're stuffy or they're But I, I've been, I have been proven wrong before. Mm-hmm. I have been. And, yeah. and, thank, and thank God, thank God I've had those times where I, I have had the awareness to be like, yeah, you know what, I was wrong mm-hmm. about that person. That, yeah. You know, this person's really not all that bad. I just never really got to know them. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think the movie says a lot about that because it's not just like he's taking kindness on someone he's known for twenty years. Mm-hmm. He's taking kindness on a complete stranger, basically. Yeah. Um, and, and anyways, I just I, I just wonder. I mean, like you yourself, and I, I know we're both passionate people about people. Mm-hmm. We're but we're big people people. People people. Pe- people people. <laughs> we're people that's, people. It's true, but person peoples. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, do you feel like somebody has to? go out of their way to help somebody like that or do you feel like there's a lot of different ways that somebody can can express compassion for someone and share it i mean i think there's a lot of different ways but i think if you if you find a person that's like like dell for instance um especially the point where he realizes that he he doesn't he doesn't have a family to go home to you know he's here here he is talking about oh my you know my wife's got this meal going and we're gonna have the whole family over and I got my kids and my daughter's recital and all this stuff and then at that point you realize he has none of that he he doesn't even you don't even know if he has a place to live at that point like does he where's he going yeah like where's he where's he going and then I mean I definitely would have been like hey you're coming home with me like you you need like you need you need someone that is gonna love you right yeah and you yeah he needs not judge you yeah like you're yeah. you're welcome at my house and I yeah. mean the stuff they've been through together even if even if they hadn't been through all the craziness and yeah. stuff I mean just you can form fast friendships with people in a mm-hmm. short amount of time I mean it, it yeah. depends on the circumstance for sure yeah I don't think I've ever had anything like to the extreme level of that where I felt no. so close but I'm open to it if yeah. it happens in life if I get in a circumstance like that I'm I'm open to it because I'm a pretty I don't want to say naive, but I'm a pretty open person to a lot mm-hmm. of people. I, I'm willing to give a lot of people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Really, I am. Yeah. I, I think yeah. most people, more than not, we have a lot more in common than we think. And even people that come from different, like, economical circumstances mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, you know, I mean, that, that stuff aside, I, I don't think a lot of people are meaning ill intent on someone. They're not meaning to harm you. No, I think a lot of people, you know, I in this kind of situation, I think... They just need somebody. They yeah. need somebody to actually just listen to them or just somebody to yeah. talk to. I mean... And you have to wonder about the character of Dell too, because, you know, we, we don't know him until mm-hmm. Steve Martin does, but, he, I mean, he says at the end of the movie, he hasn't been home for eight years. Mm-hmm. What has he been doing that whole time? Probably yeah. just, like, traveling around, yeah, you selling wonder. his stuff, and Yeah, like, has living. he just been living on the road? Has he... I mean, he's he's been alone for eight years. Like, his, yeah. he had his wife that was, you know, his... I mean, his you know, rock. yeah, like yeah. he, he loved her beyond like worshiped her. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And now she's gone and yeah. it, it puts in that perspective too, because, you know, we get so busy with our like everyday lives and I know you're, you're engaged to be married. So you're yeah. going to pretty soon you're going to know like what it's like to be married and, you know, sure. juggling work and business and life and, and kids bills eventually. and kids yeah. and whatever. And you know, it gets away from you at some time and then life does just fly by. And when you see stuff like this, like these kinds of movies, like that's what really hits me because I'm like, you know, we're so busy and you don't always think about it. But what, what if you're, you know, your spouse or your family, what if they were gone? Like, what if they weren't there? What if you were in that position? Like, yeah. and so then it makes you think like, you know, we really need to like do things you know, do more stuff, and, you yeah. know, like, you're talking about your mom, like, wanting to do, like, a a, a family, um, you know, road trip every year, you, mm-hmm. you know, it just makes you, it puts that in perspective, and... 
Yeah. I, I, it's one of the reasons I love movies, honestly, is because sometimes movies as an art form can get a message like that across better than mm-hmm. any painting, better than any lecture, better than any, like any other medium, it's going to get that message across. Mm-hmm. And that's why they had the staying power that they do, the good ones, anyway, yeah. the ones that matter. And I do think this is a movie that matters. Uh, it matters to a lot of people. This is mm-hmm. a Thanksgiving tradition for a lot of people mm-hmm. to watch this movie. And I think that's great. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. That's like the highest compliment that a that a team of artistic people could get, that people continuously come back to your work. Yeah, like this is always going to be something that somebody's going to watch. And I like yeah. I like seeing the transformations of people on TV, like, yeah. uh, you know, in movies, you know, like with, with Neil, like he, at first he's kind of this, I, I don't want to say selfish, but he's kind of, you know, he's just big corporate, he's, he's kind businessy, of an asshole. I can he's say like, it. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of a jerk, you know, like he's, you know, he's like, I, you know, I got to get home and do this and that and whatever. And obviously he wants to get home to his family because he loves sure. his family, and which is awesome. Family. Yeah. yeah but at the same time, it's, it's neat to see his transformation throughout the movie to yeah. the, like from the beginning when you see him to he really starts getting these like emotions and feelings and really starts, <sighs> you know, even though Dell annoys the hell out of him <laughs> for most of the movie. <sighs> but then he really he does really start, I think looking at him as like a friend you know and like yeah. this guy does need something you know and then towards the end it's kind of like he's gonna be family now like he, you know one of the one of the parts <clears throat> i love the most I, i'm like getting like emotional like i always get teary happen. at the end of no. that movie like i'm always like no but I'm like crying <laughs> a, a moment i a moment i think about and i think it's so beautiful it's one of the most beautiful moments in this movie it's towards the end they they get finally to the train station they get to chicago mm-hmm. and and uh steve martin uh neil he's about to leave dell on the train station and it's presumably for the last time mm-hmm. and they're saying their goodbyes they're doing it but neil says he's just like oh i'm gonna look at back at this and laugh you know and whatnot mm-hmm. but he's just like you know what from this whole thing it's like i'm a little wiser too mm-hmm. that line right there i'm like that that hits home for me like yeah. on such a deep level that I'm yeah. like somebody somebody is self-aware enough to be like you know what I grew during this. Mm-hmm. And that's to, so that's so that's so great to see. Yeah, I love that yeah. too and I and to know that you've changed because of a person. You've ch- you've become yeah. a better person because of someone that came into your And I I even said this the other night um you know me and my son were my husband went to sleep because he had to get up early the next morning when we were watching this this week. Um, but me and my son had finished, were finishing watching it because it was almost over. And, you know, I told my son, I said, you know, God puts people in your life for a reason. Like, and this movie's a perfect example of that. I mean, Steve Martin's character maybe was, maybe was lacking in some of those, you know, feelings and, emo- you know, like he's just was so caught up in his work life and everything else mm-hmm. that you got to throw that person in there to like open your eyes and and really change your life and to have a person that comes in cuz i i've had people like that in my life and i know you have too that um you know you meet them and they're so cool and they they do change your life you're like i'm a better person because i know you or i the things that this person does um you know i can think of a, a couple people like right off the bat that's like yeah just seeing the the awesome things that they do for others like, it makes me want to, I mean, I, I'm a people please. like, I love helping people, 
And it just makes me want to do that much more. I'm like, yeah. I, you know, I, I constantly feel like even though I'm trying to volunteer and do all this stuff, I, I feel like I can always do more. Yeah. And so to meet those people that actually make such a difference in your life and actually change you as a person in some little way, even if it's small or whatever, I mean, yeah, like, you know, like John Candy, like now, that, you know, he's passed away. But when we talk about him, we remember this big, like, teddy bear, like, uncle. Like, he's, it just gives you a warm feeling. Like, if I just saw him walking down the street, I'd be like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, he, you know, you, you would. You just want to give him a hug. Like I would definitely be starstruck <clears throat> if, I saw, if I saw John Candy and got to meet him. I, I would be starstruck. I couldn't help myself. Yeah. And there's just people like that, that you see them. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm not usually like a big, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to hug everybody in sight. <laughs> like, I'm not usually a big like that. But there's certain people that you see them and you're like, you are just amazing. Like, I just have to give you a hug, you know, like, I just, you there's made a, me a better person because of the actions that you do. So there, there, there's a reason why I'm so passionate about movies and storytelling and, and actors is because I just think it's, they touch people in a way that. I mean, other professions touch people in certain ways. Like a doctor will save you, mm -hmm. and a lawyer will help you, or a police officer will help you when you need yeah. touch. Like there's personal yeah. things that people's professions can do. But for myself, I just I'm so fascinated with the human experience, and I'm so fascinated with films and the filmmaking process and acting and how actors get to these different places and that they just bear their souls out there for mm -hmm. everybody to see. Um, and I know this is. Planes, trains, and automobiles. It's a. It's mostly considered a comedy, but the heart of this movie that that is the lasting power. That that is what keeps this movie alive. Mm -hmm. I promise you, if it didn't have the heart in it, people wouldn't care. Yeah, it it'd be like, be another, oh, it's it'd, just, it'd just be any other disposable comedy. Yeah, like this is just a funny movie that we watch once in a while. But this is, yeah, you know, I mean, I I know we watch it at least every year. You know, like I mean, yeah. sometimes more. I mean, more than once a year, but. It's definitely a tradition in our house to watch, you know, it's kind of like when you, Christmas, you know, you watch Christmas Vacation and A Christmas Story and all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, do they're just ever, staples that you... But do you ever do you ever watch a holiday movie out of the season? Yeah. I know you mentioned that you said that you yeah. did the planes, trains, because oh, yeah. I think like a lot of people, and I get it, it's timely, it fits, mm -hmm. it's, it's in the vibe of the season, but it's like, it's, it's like weird to me, like if you were to watch Home Alone in July. Oh yeah, I've watched, I mean, <laughs> I've watched... So I, I love Christmas, so I will start, like, I've been watching Christmas movies for, like, two months now, and, like, I'll, I'll put my Christmas decorations up, and they'll stay up till February. I mean, that's just, but, I mean, I could, like, in Christmas music, I'll start listening to it, like, right now, and I'll be, it'll be through the first of the year, whatever, but, yeah, I, I've definitely watched, you know, Christmas movies, and not, not often, but there's times where I'm like, man, I'm just in the mood to watch this movie and pop it in. And even the last it's not three Christmas. Christmas movies you've watched, go. Um, Christmas Vacation, uh, Elf, and Christmas Story. I mean, so Christmas Story. Do you ever watch it? Oh yeah. Of so they have 24 hours of a Christmas Story on like TBS they or whatever. They still do that. They still do that. All right. It is on at our house 24 hours. <laughs> It just constantly, the TV just constantly plays, and we'll watch that for two, whatever, 24 hours straight. I will say, to plug a Christmas story quick, one, if you haven't seen the movie, I mean, it's a classic. It's a fantastic movie. My favorite character in that movie, by far, none is the father. 
Oh, I love him. yes. I love him, and I love when he curses at that first. He's so mad, but they don't really show and, him swearing. He's just like, and you don't, yeah, you, you don't really know like the swear words he's saying, but you just, yeah, I love no, him. He is, he is, yeah. There's a show that we watch every Saturday night. That's that's, uh, it's called Cole Check the Night Stalker, and it's on. And he's like a reporter, but he goes in these murder scenes and is all the this different. Yeah, guy? the same guy that Darren Darren McGavin that and. He um great actor. he is a great actor and he's he, I love him in that movie. That was the first movie I ever saw him in. And I, think it's uh, it's, I mean that was that that's most people are gonna remember him from that or Billy Madison. Yeah, probably. so oh yeah, so so when I first oh, saw um What's my cat doing? Is she trying to attack you? She's, <laughs> she's trying to she's trying to attack you. Slaughter away from that. Don't worry about that. Don't stop it, stop it. Um Thank you. So when I first saw Christmas story, so this you know, back when I was a kid we only had like three channels. We didn't right. have cable. So we had like three channels. So when there was like an actual movie or or something big, like once a, once a year they'd show Wizard of Oz in color. So it was like, oh my gosh, it's I'd wait all year to see Wizard of Oz in color. Well then one night I was like just laying in bed in my room and I'm watching TV and this movie comes on and it's this little boy that wants a Red Rider BB gun. And I was just like, this is the most awesome movie I've ever seen. And it was so, like, it was just so, so simple and stuff. It's just this family and these little boys and whatever. And from that moment, like, the moment I saw that movie, I was just like, and I met my husband not too long after that. And I was just like, you have got to see this movie. And he's loved it ever since. And I'm like, it's just, it's such a simple movie, but it's just, yeah, I love but the characters. I, like, they're say, just awesome. It's like, great. With, with Christmas Story, though, Similar to planes, trains, in a way, there's some creative sequences. Mm-hmm. You know, when when uh, what is it? The I can't remember the kid's name. I know Peter Bing Bingsley or whatever plays the kid. Uh, but they had like that scene where he's saving his family from the robbers, or like his teacher. Yeah, he's is, like, got a the witch. gun and he's like, yeah. yeah so like there there's, like, I'll there's get you some, black but yeah, but there's some creativity. Mm-hmm. There's some creativity. It's not it's, just straightforward. No, it's <clears> very <throat> yeah. There's some. There's just so it's. So many fun, so many fun scenes in that movie. Like just kind of all over the place. Like yeah, just the the parts where he's, you know, just he's like daydreaming about his his BB gun and just all the then and the narration of the whole movie was great. I love it and yeah it's just I mean I'm, that's a whole I, that's a whole other movie we could talk I was about. Say, but, I, I was you read my mind. I may need to do a podcast on that movie. Yeah, that's there's, there's a lot to unpack. That's great. It's um, one of my favorites. So, talk, sure. so talking about Thanksgiving, starting to get to the point where we're winding this down, but Thanksgiving, is it a big deal? Is it a big deal in your house? Do you like um, it? Yeah, so we, we, yeah, we just get, we get a, just get with family like everybody else and have food and stuff, but it's, it's fun to just kind of unwind. And, Do you eat the traditional foods like turkey? Yeah, like turkey, ham, pumpkin pie, all that stuff. My yeah. husband bakes the pie so i don't have to so does he bake it from scratch it's like a homemade pie or yeah it's like, like i a, got a can of pumpkin stuff and i put it in i mean <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I'm pretty, not it's, judging, I'm it's judging. pretty much that but yeah he he always yeah. does that i don't know how to um pies. well he i think he has actually made the crust before too but oh, nice. that's that's kind of tricky but i see but yeah so i don't have to so it's always nice when he does that but um mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i get i like that feeling of just getting with family. I mean, we, you know, we try to get with family. Well, do you have, do you host it? Do you have a big get together? We do sometimes. Like, usually we'll have Christmas Eve at my house um, with my side of the family. And then we'll go to, like, my husband's side of the family for Christmas. 
Um, and Thanksgiving, it's kind of like, you know, we just get together at just random. We kind of take turns. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's nice to just get together. And Do you shop? Not really. Probably for the best, yeah. honestly. I, I used to be I'm, terrible, though. Like, I, I would wait outside the Best Buys for, like, eight, nine hours for a new TV. Oh, like Black Friday? No. Oh, like, Black I did Friday it crap. once. Well, because, yeah. you know, it's, it's so dumb even that they would call it Black Friday because they'd open on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. They'd, they'd open it then. We Yeah, we, <clears throat> the only time I've, honestly, the only time I've ever gone Black Friday shopping, we did the midnight shopping once in, like, Williamsburg. I went with a friend of mine. Like the outlet mall there? Yeah. We okay. just, she was like, I'm going midnight shopping. At, and I'm like, okay. Like, I'd never done it before. So I'm like, okay, that sounds kind of fun. And it was kind of fun because I'm a night owl. So it was kind of fun, like, actually going at night. I didn't and know then you were we a night just, owl. yeah. Yeah. I totally am a night owl. Really? So, yeah. So, but yeah, we went there. And at midnight, I, I mean, I didn't really buy any, like, I didn't need anything. I just was going to go for the experience of it. And so, and then we got done at, like, I don't know, 5 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock, and then we went to Perkins and had breakfast. I don't Perkins. I mean, that's the, that's the only time I remember going Black Friday shopping. Otherwise, I'm like, I don't, I don't need that. I used to, yeah. I, 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 it's I not my thing. I'm definitely not going to comment on this, but I, I used to have a Thanksgiving tradition in my life where Perkins was the breakfast that occurred in the morning, and mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, Perkins, open late at night. Yeah, I haven't. It, it will help you if you need breakfast. I have not been there for a while, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's always a good breakfast place. But they have they have interesting yeah. servers and whatnot there. I think because really. like I I've, I mean like I said I've been there before where like late at night mm-hmm. for like food with friends and whatnot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they got some characters. It's like the only way. place you can really go when you're like middle of the night and it's hungry it's or you're hungry, you know. Their food has always uh, met my reasonable expectation for what food would be like at three in the morning. Yeah, I, and I, I, I mean, know. I don't, <laughs> I don't live near Perkins, so like, I, I mean, I don't really have, I don't have any food places near me that's open that late. But what? yeah, if we're out and about, which we're not really usually out and about, no. not really in the morning, but. It is kind of a nice place. Well, when I when I think of Thanksgiving, honestly, Kim, I, I think a lot about, it, it kind of in a way is like Christmas because mm-hmm. people, they're a bit more generous. Mm-hmm. They give a little more. They, you know, they, they think about what they're thankful for and all that stuff. But I really try to, I try to practice as much as I can through my actions that Thanksgiving, Christmas, any of these giving seasons, mm-hmm. this is not just a once a year thing. Yeah, it like, shouldn't be. You, you, you should be able to have family or friends over at your place and celebrate what you're thankful for mm-hmm. any day of the year. Ex- yeah. I don't want it to, like... Exactly. I, 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 I'm sure other people probably think like this. But, yeah, Thanksgiving, it's a nice holiday. Like, I like it. I wouldn't say it's, like, overly my favorite because I don't like a lot of the Thanksgiving foods. Uh, I, I eat, like... I don't want to say I like crap. I just don't like a lot of those like home style foods, like mm-hmm. potatoes and corn and rolls and all that. It's just not really my thing. But but I do appreciate the value of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. like the time that it gives you to be with your family and hopefully off your phones. Be off your phones. Yes, be off your phones. Please put your, put your freaking phone down. <laughs> you don't need to be on it. You're on it every other damn day of the year. I, Get off of it. That was another yeah. When we were talking about the uh, road trips and stuff, like we. My family loves to go on road trips, and it's usually, like, day trips. It's usually not, like, we don't usually go more than a couple hundred miles, usually, at a time. But, uh, yeah, we are always, like, put your phone down, you know. Um, I'll probably what? be a bit strict when I have children. Yeah, we... Isola, I think, said that she <clears throat> she mentioned that... I think she had said this recently. She can quote me if I'm mistaken. Um 
she had said that when we have kids that we don't want them honestly even in front of screens mm-hmm. at least for like two or three years yeah you know i, I just i don't I, mm-hmm. I don't want them in front of it i don't yeah I, it's going to be challenging because they're more ever present in our reality but mm-hmm. i, I yeah. can't help but say like that's one of the things that went right about my childhood because i would i was like just like in the generation before all this tech stuff mm-hmm. started happening yeah i didn't too. have a cell phone when i was a kid and no i, didn't. I certainly wasn't in front of the screen that much but i value that so preciously i do oh i know yeah just being outside and like riding your bike and being gone for hours at a time with your friends and you need it you know your parents knew you were okay because you're just down the street at the neighbor's house or whatever assuming that you're in a neighborhood yeah Yeah. i mean okay so my experience like yeah i grew up in a small town a group of us kids in the neighborhood all hung out together so yeah we would most likely be across the alley at my neighbor's house you know playing in the basement or playing outside or whatever um yeah, we, I mean, and our parents always knew that we were at one of each other's houses. I mean, we were, you know, they knew they knew we were staying out of trouble, even though we didn't have phones or whatever. I mean, I don't, you know, little I don't even know five year like olds don't now. need an iPhone. You know, like yeah, know. it's just crazy. But, that, but that's the thing. Like, I'm so far removed from being a kid. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like now. I, I really don't. Like, I, I, I don't know it. if kids are playing around the neighborhood using their imaginations. Like, I mean, I'm sure some are, depending on what their means are. Yeah, but. It just I don't kinda, know. It just depends. I mean, I've seen some, like, I mean, personally, like our son, like, he, he's very old school. Like, he, yeah, he's always doing, you know, like, he builds model cars. He does, he does stuff, like, mechanical with his hand, like him and my husband, you know, and he just, he, yeah, he looks at his phone sometimes and plays games once in a while, just like a, you know, car games or whatever on his phone, but we don't have, like, I think we have, like, a, and like, a Wii or an Xbox, but we never, like, it's, covered in dust like we never play it and I mean he's always out there always out in the garage I mean it's just you know some kids are like that and then you know it's just so it is out there but it I miss the days of like when I was a kid like I think you know that I think that's common for every generation most people miss their youth life is simpler well yeah you don't have a job yeah exactly Uh, there's a Assuming that you're in a household that can support you, that you mm. can don't, not feel like you need to want for food and comfort and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's tricky, but but going back to Thanksgiving, um, yeah, I don't know. I like, This movie is certainly one. It's another reason why it lasts, is it reminds people of the value of being kind to one another. Mm-hmm. really does. Yeah. I think this is as good as time of any. we got to talk about the ending, the heartbreaking mm-hmm. scene. It's, I mean... It's heartbreaking but heartwarming because mm-hmm. I love that shot. It's just like triumphant. They're walking down the street with his trunk mm-hmm. and they're going to his house and you're just like, all right. Like, and he's like, I'll just stay a second and I'll say hi or whatever. Yeah, and he's like, like, no. He's like, no, you're not. You're like, you're, you're coming. Like, you're going to stay. You're, you're coming like, in you're, the house. Like, you're. you're like, you're going to be. I think, I think he might he might as well have accepted him as family. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, think I, he, I know it's I such think a quick he did. bond, but I feel like he's like, even if his wife is like, who the hell is this guy? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. But. But I love that the movie didn't even deal with any of that. It was just so triumphant in that he finally made it home and they're playing that fantastic song that mm. every time yes. you go yes. away. But they, they play a cover of it. Yeah, it's like a original. girl singing. But I like it a lot better. Do you? 
In my opinion, yes, because I've heard the original. It plays on 100.7, the song, uh-huh. the radio station here in town that plays the same classic rock crap for, they play 20 songs on loop, basically. It's it's, it's not great. I'm I mean, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I like the original, but I, I, I like the, I mean, the cover is nice, too. Like, it, it, it fits. I'm not a big it fan of cover it. music. I'm really not. Yeah. Most times yeah. I prefer the original. Yeah, me too. For for this reason, I like the lady, whoever it is that sings it. Yeah, it's I don't got even, a nice warmth I don't even to know it. for sure. Um, but I, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. It's, it's it's one of those things. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh mm-hmm. god, I'm like, I'm I know. Cry. Oh no, this I know. Is not good. I did hear. Yeah, the other <laughs> night I was like, oh, okay, the guys aren't gonna see me like wiping my face or whatever. Yeah. Um. And I and you know the part you mentioned about his like what is his wife thing? like if you she doesn't even care. She's yeah, like her she, husband's home. She actually was like, to me when you see her and she and he's like this is, you this know is, this, this is Dell yeah. and she's like. The way she like welcome like it's you, the way it's, she looks at him. The, yeah, the way yeah. she looks at him, it's like she knows something. Like it's like Without she knows. Him even it. Yeah, it's like she knows he needs to be there. It's, so it's yeah. She's like she looks very yeah. She looks like she just looks very welcoming, and you would hope that people would be like that instead of being like you brought a stranger home for whatever. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah, like so I I like the part that part in the movie yeah. too that she. When she looks at him and addresses him like "Hello, you know, Mister," yeah. she's. I, I got it. You got, I'm. I'm really. I got to fight. Like, I knew I was gonna have to fight back some of the emotions. I I can't help it. But do like, you need a hug? No, it's like even when he walks in the house, he like he's so humble. He's like, "You're a lucky guy, Neil Page." Yeah. Like, You're such a lucky guy. I'm like, yeah, and like all the mm. people are like <laughs> hugging, and the kids are like, "Daddy, daddy," you know, yeah. and he's he's just looking, taking it all in. Like you know, he doesn't have that, but yet at the same time, he's like. Scene, He's just so happy for him that... The, the, and the scene that gets me, like, well, the moment that gets me, and that's two moments. One, when it's a it's a brilliant shot, fantastic direction, is when John Hughes shows him squeezing his hat and his mm-hmm. glove just a little bit tighter because yep. he feels a little uncomfortable and yeah. out of place being having generosity because generosity is a weird thing when people really bestow it on you mm-hmm. it, it can make you it pretty is. off because you're like what, what's in this for you what do you yeah want? like why are you being so nice especially when especially when he's gone when he's for down. maybe eight like like you said yeah. maybe eight years without really having a, a place to call home yeah so to get that generosity and actually be welcome into somebody's home and without, them treat, without any preconceived notion yeah they're not judgment. yeah like yeah. the the family didn't look at him weird like any i mean they just like he walked in the house and they're like Pleasure yeah, to come see on you. in. Yeah, yeah, we're happy to meet you. And I mean, obviously, in the real world, you'd you'd love for it to be that way. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah. But it. I mean, I I love. Like I said, I love the scene with the gloves because mm-hmm. he squeezes. Yeah, it. he's, he's kind of like vulnerability. Like like as kind hearted as he is, he's just like God. It's just like I you know I don't want to be a burden for these people. Mm-hmm. Like like that's the feeling that you get. Yeah. But then, I mean, it's the ending shot of the movie too, mm-hmm. where. You can tell, like, he's really trying hard not to mm-hmm. bust a gut from just this overwhelming sense of kindness that this person that had no business being paired with him is, is mm-hmm. bestowing on him. Yeah. But then it's like in this, it's this brilliant moment of acting. He just lets it wash over him and he just smiles. Mm-hmm. And it's a still frame. It's... And it's, if I have to say, Kim, planes, trains, and automobiles, as far as movie endings goes, perfection. Yeah. I don't even know if I would want it to end another yeah like it's, how it's great how can you top it like he's just yeah he just he's a little nervous at first and a little uncomfortable maybe and then all of a sudden he's just like 
but he's happy for I'm his here. friend. I'm here. Yeah, happy like to I, be there. I'm here. They've accepted. You know, like this is. Yeah. This is my new, like family kind of. Like I mean, he'll probably be kind of like their uncle. You know, and like that, the, You know what? Do you ever wonder about that? Because I always wonder. Not that I think about. Oh, they should do a sequel or something mm-hmm. like that. But I always did wonder. I'm like, I wonder what happened after that meal. Like, yeah. do they give him a place to stay? Do they kind of help him back on his feet? Is he just kind of cast out? Like, I, I do I'm, wonder, like, what yeah. would have happened? I'd like to think that, yeah, I'd like to think that maybe maybe he went to work with Neil and they, you know, got it back on his feet and maybe he got... He is a people person. Yeah, he's he could do the job and he, yeah, he's just a, a yeah, maybe he went out and met someone new maybe eventually... And he's welcome to their Thanksgiving every year, you know? <laughs> like, I don't I don't well, know. Well, what I wonder about it, too, and, and I think you get the sense from Dell's character, is that if he hasn't been home for eight years, and he presumably he hasn't really bonded with someone like mm-hmm. he has with Steve Martin. Yeah. Um, maybe he had, because he's a very social guy. Yeah. He's in sales, talks to a lot of people, yeah. friendly, a lot of people like him. Mm-hmm. But he clearly is choosy about who he chooses to really connect with, mm-hmm. like someone he really connects with. And I don't know, I just, I, I wonder if like in his past, if he ever found somebody like that, because it just seemed like he didn't have, he didn't have a real friend. Mm-hmm. He didn't really have someone looking out He was for like him. that guy that everybody liked, but he no didn't have friends. No one's asking him how he's doing. He always seems okay. Yeah, he's service. always like, yeah, they're always like, oh, that's Dell. He's a, he's he's a great happy, guy. You know? He's always smiling and happy, but... No one, yeah, no one really takes yeah. the time to be like, you know, how are you? Like, do I think you it's need really, anything? I think it's really important. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's, I mean, you and I have had pretty heartfelt conversations on this, but people need to take the time to ask somebody how they're doing mm-hmm. and not just have them do, give the passive casual, oh, I'm doing fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, no, I, I can tell something's up. Like, you you need somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, let's let's talk. Yeah, yeah. And there's times that yeah, that's happened where you you ask somebody and you, you can tell they're kind of like something's off. Yeah, but yet they want to give you that. Oh, I'm doing all right, you know. And yeah. then you know, but it's like you don't want to pry, but at the same time you're like, you know, I'm here to talk. You know, like if you need, you know. I no, I I, I agree absolutely. Yeah, and another thing I would say about the end, and overall this whole movie makes me think about this, it makes me reflect in that it's so important to embrace the moment. Mm-hmm. And Dell talks about that. He's like, just go with the flow. Yeah. Just go with the flow. He's like, I, I, I don't always know what's going to happen. He mm-hmm. clearly doesn't. He, he doesn't have a home. He, yeah. He, he's he's like, the tide. Uh, he's, today he's, I'm going to be here, and tomorrow I might be three states away or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but... But and that's part of I think what Steve Martin does. He's so plan oriented, so mm-hmm. detail oriented. He's not used to dealing with things in the moment. Yeah, but like there is. He, I think there's value. He there's has to have like an agenda. That. Yeah. But there's value in in being present. Mm-hmm. I actually think about that a lot because I think like so often we're always looking ahead. We're looking ahead. We're trying to strategize. We're trying to plan. Yeah, trying like to plan we know this is coming, and we yes. got. I mean, yeah. I and and that's what makes it it tough because you know everybody does that. Yeah, you'll be like. Oh, I know this is coming up, and how am I gonna deal with it? And how do why do I make sure I have this and this? And yeah, like you gotta stop and just live in the now. Like yeah, I think that's most important with people. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, because I've really tried to make it a habit when I can that if I'm in a conversation with someone, I don't want a phone. I don't no, want, I don't want any other screens up. Now, granted, Zoom is a freaking pain on that because you I, still get notifications oh, so and you get things. So sick of Zoom. <laughs> I think a lot of people are. People I want to punch. People are always saying it, but it, it's frustrating. Yeah. But 
I just know if I've had any success with people, it's because I take the time. If I'm talking to someone, mm-hmm. my attention's on you. Yeah. It's not anywhere else. Yeah. And I try to think about that not just with people, but with life, too. Like, it is important to just embrace the moment. Like, just be be aware of what's going on right now. Like, mm-hmm. Don't always focus on the future. You don't need yeah. to. I know we've talked about this before where, you you know, I mean, me and you, when we talk, we get off and... There's a reason why I want you on this podcast. Yeah, like we. I'm like now I can talk. <laughs> we'll to you never for a like while. yeah. So, but yeah, we talked about this a while back. Like, some people you feel like you're talking to the wall. Like you literally can just face the wall and just talk, and they would be oblivious to the fact that you're you're turned away from them talking to the wall. So, yeah, and then to yeah to have people that actually want to hear what you have to say, and they're just not. And I you know. Everybody's guilty of, uh, you know, well, I, sure. I even I do this sometimes too. where at home, especially like you're just so in the moment and you're so like, not, not really in the moment. You're so think you're thinking ahead because you're like, oh, I got to get dishes. I got to do this and I got to get stuff ready for tomorrow and work and blah, blah, blah. And you know, your, your family's trying to talk to you about something and you, you're trying so hard to focus, but yet your mind keeps racing about this and that and everybody does it and yeah it's just we yeah we just need to take the time to like really start listening and because you know you you never know like people come and go in your life and And people change too Mm -hmm. i i was i don't know if i was uh trying to think because i was i was having a conversation with someone recently and Maybe it was on the maybe it was on a podcast episode. I don't even know. See, I, I talk to myself on this thing sometimes when it's a solo episode mm-hmm. or I talk to other people. But yeah. I was talking with someone recently, and I was thinking about how, like, me in my 20s or even me in my 30s, I'm not the same guy. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, we change. Mm-hmm. Even a year. A year, I, I'm not going to be the same person, I bet, in a yeah. year that I am right now. We're always changing. Sometimes this change is subtle. Sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so important to... To be aware of who you are in the moment and yeah. and be be okay with that. Yeah. I, don't know, I mean, it's, maybe that some of that doesn't make sense when it comes to like you know this movie and things like that. But I don't know. I guess Dell is the character. He he accepts life's imperfections. Mm-hmm. He accepts even his own lot. He's not. He, he, yeah. In fact, he's such almost like a selfless person. He's not even, like half the time he's not even like me me me. He's like, he's trying to give. Yeah. He's, more than he should. Yeah. He's. He's all about helping, every making sure that everybody else feels yeah. comfortable. He's the and, last person he wants to. Yeah, play. he's yeah he's he's not thinking about himself at all. And, yeah. and I, the, I, I as imperfect as that might be, because there are times where you got to look out for number one. Mm-hmm. You need to. Yeah. But I can't help it. I, I gotta I gotta nick him. I I'm a people person, and when mm-hmm. I see someone just truly be selfless. Not asking once what it's in for them, I look up to it big oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, I can think of people that I know in life that, yeah, they they would they would literally give the shirt off their back. I mean, I know that's a you know old saying, but they really would. Like if you needed, yeah. you know, and you just look at people that you're like, you know, you hope that you would have that same, you know. It, it given the situation that you get if you get thrust in or whatever that you would hope that that you're that person that would do that 
Well, and some of this movie talks about that. It talks about true friendship. Mm-hmm. The, the people that you truly connect with, which we had touched on that earlier, where you, whether you have to know someone a long time or short time to mm-hmm. develop that bond with them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I can say right now off the top, it's not like I do it for everybody, for sure. But I, I do believe in loyalty. Mm-hmm. And I do believe in, like, if I have a bond with someone, I have a bond. Oh, yeah. And there me are too. certain people, I can promise you, they call me in the middle of the day, I'll drop what I'm doing. Oh, I, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, it can be at 3 a.m. Yep. It doesn't matter. I'll, yep. do, I'll, do, what, I'll, I'll do it. I like, would, yeah. And, and it, it doesn't even matter if they've done things for me before. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just some people that, like, you just care so deeply about. Yeah. That you can't help it. Yeah. But I don't know. Not everybody's like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, yeah. Um, the other, the other thing that I think about just when it comes to the end of this movie, and then I, I swear we're almost done. It's just two points <laughs> is, uh, one. And like I said, I, I touched on it with the moment with Steve Martin where he's like, I'm a bit wiser too. Mm-hmm. We should always be open to growth. We should always just embrace it. Just be yeah. happy that we even have the mindset to be able to become better. Mm-hmm. It's not a negative. It's yeah. not a negative to admit that you were having some shortcomings and that someone opened your eyes to it. It's yeah. not bad. It's, yeah. ha- it's healthy. It's, well, it's happy. Yeah, exactly. And, and when you're talking a little bit ago, it kind of brought to, you know, like how people change, like how you say, well, next year I'm not going to be the same person I am as this year. And unfortunately, a lot of times things that happen to you in life change you. And and you let that happen. And, I mean, I'm guilty of that. Like sure. I, cer- certain circumstances that come in and they like stress me out or whatever. And I let that change me and I let it get, cause I, you know, I'm usually like a kind of, you know, friendly and open talky, whatever. And then there's certain times where I'm just like, you, you know, you can tell you're a different person in that moment because you're, you're letting something change you for, you're letting something get to you and that changes you in a negative way. And so, yeah, just kind of, I like what you say is just live for the moment and don't don't think about tomorrow or two months from now like what what you got coming up just it could be a tricky balance it's easier said than done but i often honestly say kim a lot of the time there's a lot of things in life that boil down to balance Mm -hmm. a lot of things yeah and and you know this this is certainly one of them being present's good you want to be forward thinking a bit maybe Mm -hmm. even thinking the past when it's applicable learning from mistakes that sort of thing oh yeah but it, it, it's delicate, mm-hmm. and, and it's not easy. Yeah. And there are times, like you said, where like some some things can happen to you that hurt you, kick you down a couple steps. Yeah. Uh, if I was gonna quote Rocky Balboa, one mm-hmm. of my fictional heroes in life, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Rocky Balboa, which is Rocky Six, uh, he has that great monologue where he's just like, "It ain't about how hard you can hit; it's about how much you can get hit and keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. How much you can take yeah. and keep moving forward." Um, because, yeah, I mean, you got to have a lot of strength to, to get through some of the shit that life will throw at mm-hmm. you. It, it can be brutal. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think just being open to growth is such an important thing. And I, I'm so glad that the movie touches on that. Aside from, like, being mm-hmm. thankful and whatnot, it just shows. It shows people learning from each other and being open to it. Yeah. And, you're and, gonna... even, and, like, and even, like, they're a bit uncomfortable <laughs> with it, too. Because I think that's part of it. Like, yeah. You shouldn't, like, growth isn't always comfortable it can mm-hmm. it can be hard yeah sometimes yeah yeah you just you you're not you're trying not to let yourself change or whatever but then yeah you do and 
and the, the nice thing about this movie is you you can actually physically see the changes in them. Yes. You know, especially with Neil. You know, like you could. Well, he's like almost practically a different guy by the end. Yeah, of the by movie. the end of the movie, and, and, and he's only over a couple of days. Yeah, and you're like to have someone come <clears> into your life, and change, that's what, like I said, when I was telling my son about how people come into your life for a reason. You know, certain mm. people. I mean, it's true. whether good or bad, I mean, there's there's reasons why, you know, certain people just, like, come right into your life and just, like, yeah. make such a huge difference or just, just you're like, wow. You know, and then other people come into your life and you're kind of like, okay, <laughs> you know, I don't know, but. Yeah, I've, uh, I've been fortunate enough to have both. Um, yeah. Uh, I've been told from a couple different people that I sometimes have a sixth sense with people. Or at least that's what I've been told. Mm -hmm. I, I actually think I, I don't, I'm not one to like be like, oh, I like it when I get a compliment. But I like it if people say that because I've worked hard to try to mm -hmm. be perceptive of people. Yeah. If I think someone's a bit off, then yeah, I think they're a bit off. I'm not going to probably spend time with them. I might not trust them. I might not talk to them. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I just, I've always, I've really always had a way with people that I've been able to pick up on which one's like oh, that person's all right yeah like they're good and i'm so happy about that thank goodness yeah sometimes um, you can tell i mean it, even yeah. if it's the first time you've met them you're kind of like but then like you said the first impression can be a misjudgment it happens yeah i mean everybody has an off day you might be meeting them on a on an off day you know yeah. and then the next time you talk to them they're like it's like night and day difference and you're like oh well that i'm glad i got yeah. to cross paths with this person again because I, I do just find <laughs> when it comes to people truly when it comes to people i don't care if you have a million things going on mm -hmm. if you got a bunch of stuff if somebody if somebody is hurting and it's it's apparent or yeah. maybe it's not and somebody like you can just feel it they're like okay like, i'm gonna help we're gonna talk we're gonna you're do like something. you're you're not really okay <laughs> um but even like not then, it's just like even if like someone's not in a crisis, just maintaining relationships through talking is so mm -hmm. important. And yeah, sometimes maybe you might not get as much done. Let's be real, you might not. You might not have a productive day if you talk mm -hmm. too much. And I understand like there <laughs> is a time where sometimes really talkative people they gotta get pulled back. Mm -hmm. they, they need to because you yeah. need to do work. Work is work. I get yeah. that. Yeah, you do. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. If you forget about the people. If you forget about them and their feelings and talking to them and treating them with respect and listening to them, the work doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, like, no, I, feel I don't want to be kind of preachy on that. No, it's I just, feel exactly the same way. Yeah. People. You got to give people time. If they need, if somebody needs something, somebody to talk to, or they, yeah, yeah they're going through something. And if it's going to throw a project off or it's going to throw off whatever, it's not great. It might not even be great for business, but... It's life. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, but I would rather have quality work be done in the correct way mm -hmm. than brush over somebody that maybe needs some help or something like yeah. that and just dismiss it because I'm like, well, I got to get this done now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Granted, there are circumstances where it's like you can still make it work, but guess what? Even things are adaptable, Kim. Mm -hmm. We can do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can, can work around a lot of things. We have to do it all the time. Yeah, you got to be flexible. <laughs> you got to be adaptable. Mm -hmm. um, the very mm -hmm. last thing. Very, very last point that I want to make. We've been talking a long time. Yeah, we have. Um, I mean, that always happens when we talk. This does. But, but it's, it's okay, though. That's good. Okay. That's a good thing. Yeah, we it, can ramble on about <laughs> who knows what. The very last thing, and this is, this is something I made. It's my very last note that I had on this when I was thinking about it, is I love the quote. 
it's early on. It's kind of a throwaway quote, but Dell says like trouble on the home front, and this is when Neil's kind of a stiff ass, and he's mm-hmm. like, well, I, I don't really think that's any of your concerns, sir. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, I got a motto in life. Like your work, love your wife. Mm-hmm. Great saying. Exactly. It's nice. But then I don't know. I, I started thinking about that, and, and if I may, I changed it a little bit uh, to just have it say, like your, uh, like your work, love your life. Mm-hmm. And the reason I, the reason I don't know why, like I, I paraphrase it like that, but I think it's so, it's so applicable to this movie is that life is short. You know, all these cliches, live in the moment. It, it really is, though. I mean, it, it, is, it really, really is. If you're going to do a good job in your profession or whatever, whatever, you need to be embracing your life, mm-hmm. living it, loving it, yeah. just rolling with the punches, just totally owning who you are and being comfortable with who you are. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to do good work. I just, and no. maybe maybe some people can. Maybe some people can have a terrible home life, but they're able to do fantastic work. Some mm-hmm. people are workaholics. Yeah. And they oh, work yeah. for that. Yeah. I don't know, but it's just, it's That's my own me. personal experience that if I'm not happy with me or just my feelings or all that stuff. If I don't got that under control, mm-hmm. other things will suffer. And yeah. they, they will. Yeah. They absolutely will. Yeah. And so that's that's my ultimate biggest takeaway from this movie is just being comfortable with who you are, mm-hmm. helping other people, all that other Thanksgiving stuff, but yeah. just embracing who you are and owning it and knowing that you're going to change yeah. and being okay with it. Yeah. And just helping other people out, all, all that be, good stuff. Being open to be be a little bit better person we could all stand to be even myself i'm selfish sometimes there's times i could be helping someone but guess what i'd rather watch a movie mm-hmm. i got a box of cheez-its that are waiting yeah for like me. you're like oh i'm warm and cozy <laughs> in my house and i don't, <laughs> don't want to get up i don't want to get out in the cold whatever yep but yeah you sometimes you got to suck it up and somebody needs you so my mom likes to say that a lot she's like suck it up buttercup <laughs> She 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 she, yep. she can uh, pisses me off when she does that. But that that's what parents do though. They know how to just twist you the right way. <laughs> they know how to get it done. Yep. They do. All right. Any final thoughts on planes, trains, and automobiles? Um, just that if anybody out there listening has not seen this movie, hopefully we didn't. Well, we probably gave a little bit too much away. Yeah. But you know, definitely watch the movie. Watch it every at least every year. Make it a Thanksgiving tradition. Um, I think it'll make you a better person. I mean, you can't you can't watch this movie and not have it stir your emotions up a little bit. And what I would say, if I have any last thoughts to give, is that this movie is a perfect example of a movie that it's worth thinking on. Mm-hmm. It's not just a throwaway movie. You can really glean. Is gleam the right word? I don't even know. Yeah, you can works. really obtain a lot of really good valuable lessons from a movie like this that you can apply in your own life and not every movie necessarily needs to do that because this movie is it's entertaining i laugh a lot oh yeah i I think it's funny yeah it's really funny oh yeah um but like life life can knock you down too but it can also be hysterical Mm -hmm. so and make the i don't know sometimes you gotta make the Make the best of it when stuff does happen. I mean, I definitely, it... I definitely think that when things go really bad, because like, I've had some things go bad. Mm-hmm. Me too. I can use humor as like a defense thing. Be like, oh, yeah. this is funny. Like, yeah. this sucks. Like, right? what can I find about this that will make, like, like they say, one day we're gonna look back and laugh at this. Like, right now it sucks. 
all get out, but one of these days we're going to be able to look back at this and laugh. Okay, I, I, because you're saying this, I swear, <laughs> podcast audience, this is going to be the last thing, but I, I can't help it because I look you, back on it and I laugh. You know they like to just hear us rambling. <laughs> You know, but we were rambling. Like I, we were I, talking. No, we weren't. Yeah. I know we weren't rambling, but yeah. it just all, yeah, like, I don't know. I like hearing Ties people together. just go up. I but like it, but hearing all, hearing people but talk But it all them. is stemmed from this movie. Think about mm-hmm. it. This conversation doesn't really happen. Yeah, we never movie. got off on a totally opposite tangent. I don't think. It all ties back somehow to this movie. Like, this is just life. That's how the format of this show goes, if I'm doing it correctly. So hopefully that comes across. But the thing I was going to say, because I definitely look back on it and laugh, it is a bit of a horror story thing. <laughs> so on one of these Texas road trips, we've been driving for like 12 hours. We're on the home stretch. Got about an hour left. We're in some small podunk town outside of the place that we're going to in Tyler, mm-hmm. Texas. And there's a guy who's crossing the street. Now, he's crossing in between pretty busy lanes of traffic. And my mom is kind of like, what is this guy doing? Like, it's so busy. Like, he shouldn't be he shouldn't be doing it. And my mom's driving the car. Mm-hmm. And he's going. And I'll never forget it to this day. The guy, I mean, the guy gets hit by a car. Okay? I, I saw it happen. Oh, my god. There's a, there's a truck that's pulling a boat. And he hits him. And the guy does, like, a backflip when he gets hit. But I'm sorry, Kevin. My mom's reaction is so damn funny. <laughs> Cause she, it's like she, it's like she's like in like a oh horror movie where she's about to like witness a murder because like she's seen it before it happens. Mm-hmm. Almost. Like, like she knows something's like she happen. can tell like mm-hmm. this is gonna go badly. Like some, and yeah, I might blow out gonna... my podcast audience's ears, but there's no way I can do this without practically doing it. Um, so my, oh my mom, gosh. she's like putting her mouth on her face. She's like, <laughs> like like that. Like she just like she screams like this bloody murder when this guy just gets hit and does a backflip from the truck. I'll be honest, my mom's reaction, I laughed my ass off. I, sure, I probably should have been concerned for the man that got hit by a truck that somehow actually was able to walk away. <laughs> I that, saw him get up. In that moment. Like, <laughs> but in that moment, like, my mom's reaction of just, like, I swear to God, my mom might as well witness, like, somebody get shot. Like, it was awful. But, but the reaction was hysterical. And then, but then, like, we look back on it now, and my mom even laughs. She's like, Jordan, she's like, do, do, because she loves it when I do the impression. She's like, do it. Do, do like that noise I made. I can't do it like how you did. And I'm I, like, I can't do it like you did. So I will <laughs> tell you, like, speaking of the mom thing. So, yeah, when, when you, moms are always going to get their sons to do it. I do this to my son all the time because he does impressions like you, and he, and, yeah, moms are always going to get their sons to do that. Do that impression. You know that one that you always do? And yeah, so Absolutely. just so as a mom, like when your mom asks you to do the impression, just do the impression. <laughs> I will do it because yeah, there, there's times where I'm like, mom, I'm like I don't want to do it because like she's she's done it before. Yeah. Where like we're out of the dinner or something, she'll be like, do it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna disturb people if I do this. So yeah, I can't do it. And, um, and it's hard to do it on the spot because now you're like everybody's looking at me. Yeah, like, but I, I also like I will say the older <clears> I get, I don't care. Yeah. I'm also a pretty outgoing person. I never realized that about myself for a long time. But I am. I actually really enjoy it. And, yeah, I never uh, noticed that about you. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it, I'm kidding. But it is weird, though. <clears throat> I will say, yeah. like, if, if you knew me, if you knew me like when I was in high school, you would never thought. I, I was such a reserved person. Yeah. Such a reserved person. I was, I was, I was always shy growing up, too, in school. Like, yeah. I was that, I was like that. 
timid kid in the corner and then finally finally you get to the stage like when you get a little older where you're like i don't give a damn like i'm gonna be me and i'm gonna be you know you like you stop trying to like please people and like latch on to anybody that wants to be your friend whatever and you just start like i'm you know if you like me you like me if you don't you don't that is true well on that note kim i like you for you i like you for you that's cool yeah. Uh, I, I definitely think so. I, I really appreciate you coming by and doing this. I, I am. Thank you so much for having me. This has been like one of the funnest things ever. So <laughs> I hope. I, like, I can't wait to come back and do it again sometime. So. I was going to say, you're more, than, you're more than welcome to come back. If you know any other um, people that enjoy talking, uh, tell yeah. them to come on. I, yeah. I always have to tell people. You're going to kill me on this. Very last thing. He said that like 10 minutes ago. He's so full of we shit. We never. Yeah. Um, An hour from now, we'll be done. <laughs> no, but... Uh, I, I tell people, because I've had, a, I've had not a ton of guests, but I've had probably like, this, Kim's probably like the eighth or ninth person. I was going to say, you've had we'll, we'll quite a few, that. yeah. I've had a decent amount. But I tell people, because a lot of people I've talked to, they're not comfortable with podcasts. They're not really used to it. I live in Iowa. It's not exactly the entertainment capital the, of the world. The podcast region. <laughs> no, but, you know, I just, I, I tell anybody that if anybody has any apprehensions about podcasting or just doing it, don't even, like don't care about the microphone. I mean, you can get all the technical stuff set up and whatnot, but it's no different than just having a good conversation. Yeah. Just have a good conversation. Be yourself. Don't even care about the fact that it's recording. And I promise people will tune in and listen at least. Mm-hmm. And this is what I hear from uh, people that do podcasts. It's like if you just really care, if the passion comes across, mm-hmm. people will listen. People like listening to people that got some yeah. passion. Yeah, True. I honestly forgot that there was a microphone in here. Like, I'm getting cozy on this little yeah, my Ikea futon, futon or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'm, like, just kick back, and, like, I forget that there's even a microphone in my face. So awesome. it's just been fun. All right. Lots of fun. Well, that's it for the episode. So uh, I appreciate everybody listening, and everybody, um, I, I guess, no, I'll have another episode before this, but I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. That's the last thing Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye. Eat a bunch of turkey and unbutton. Hi. I was gonna say unbutton like your belt. Yeah. I don't know if everybody wears a belt. I mean, I I, some people still do. A lot of people still do. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Wear wear like comfy pants. Comfy pants. Comfy pants. And And don't go shopping, please. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Just come on. People want to be with their families. Don't. At least don't stand in line for six hours. What about five hours? Is that okay? like not even an hour, an hour, a half hour is too much. Like if you can stand in line for like seventy percent off, Kim. Ten, ten minutes tops. Stand outside the freezing world for ten minutes.